0: Got
1: t- 10 seconds oh! remaining.
0: Three, two, Looks like go. it's going to be a draw. Looks like it's heading for a draw. Maguire down the line. North! Oh!
1: Hi everyone, welcome to the Lock Pod, the Lock 17 A Lead Rhinos podcast. We are back for another match review panel. Unfortunately, it is another heavy, heavy defeat in the Challenge Cup this time to uh, Castleford Tigers at home. And I, I am pleased to say though I do have a newbie and one of our regulars on the Lock Pod with me to review this one, the Poor Sods, And I'll introduce them now. First of all, we've got a newbie to the podcast, and it is Tim. Hi, mate.
2: Good good evening, mate. You all right.
1: Yep, good, good. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for joining us. And of course, we've got one of our regulars on here. It is Laurie. Hi, Laurie. Welcome back.
0: Hello, hello, hello.
1: (laughs) So, mm, where to start on this one? We've, throughout the whole of the year, we're going to continue it. I don't know how, but we are going to start with positives. Now, I don't know how the hell we're going to get a positive out of this one. But for instance... I've got two positives written down here and it literally says Liam Tyndall and Jared O'Connor in the starting lineup. Did, Tim, do you have is there any kind of positives we can we could have took from that game at all?
2: I suppose uh, at the very, very least. I mean, th- this is grasping its gross, fellas. Be we've been uh, doing it all season, mate. I know, I know. It's <laughs> all we've got.
1: It's all we've got.
2: <laughs> it's a hope and belief. Isn't it was it? <laughs> in that first sort of fifteen minutes after our time, it was absolutely pleasing to see the two halfbacks running the ball for a change um, yeah. and we scored some nice tries in that period and then obviously the intercept just killed it um, like you said I think Tyndall didn't disgrace himself and know has been great every time I've seen him uh, I think mm. he's such a good player uh, potentially mm. and good to see Jones to give him a shout I think the one thing I'm, I presume we're going to come on to the negative so I'll leave I'll leave Hallie for a bit there's plenty of them mate so um, yeah i, 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 I I suppose you could say there were a bit of a response in second half, but I think a cast say Cass took off pedal as well. Um mm. you know, I think their new game were one at half time, didn't they? So reading too much into that's difficult. Mm. Hopefully we just take something into Friday. Um whatever, whatever we can grasp at. Because,
0: um, if not it's gonna be a long night, isn't it?
1: Lolly, any positives at all there?
0: Um I- I had double booked myself in the Challenge Cup final, so that's definitely one positive uh, that's actually come out of it. So I'm, uh, I can, uh, I'm not double booked now. Um, I I felt deflated while watching it. I mean, I know this is going into uh, the negative territory, but I struggled to take much away from it. In positives. I mean, yes, you're right, O'Connor and Tyndall. And yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I was surprised Rob didn't get a game again and again. Uh, it's a bit of a mm, okay, but um, it's tricky, isn't it? What I suppose there are positives, but we're not in a position where we can actually make them count, I don't think. I don't know, it's a really difficult question. There isn't any, I don't think. That's no. I shouldn't, do, but it's true. I Agreed, because that's the positive. positive? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a sad, sad
2: state of affairs when what we're saying is effectively that the second half were a bit of a better effort than the first half, which couldn't have been much worse. Um, I think I think it's a bit of a state of where we are, with things, which is... is is worrying in itself, but yeah, not not allowed to come out of that, was there?
1: No, but we've been scraping the barrel all season, yeah, so yeah, that, that that's yeah. absolutely nothing new at all. But, but it's
2: onto awesome. the
1: onto the game itself, um, Tim, what what did you make of the Rhinos and their, their performance yesterday? I
2: think I was thinking about this the other day. You know, when we got absolutely destroyed at Menderhose, we're at 2017 and we got done 66. Yeah, in a, in a way, whilst the scoreline didn't end up like that, it felt as deflating as that did. Because mm. the one thing you were expecting after the events of the week with Agar leaving and Jamie Jones sort of stepping in, you thought you'd get a reaction. You thought you'd get something in yeah. the first 15, 20 yeah. minutes. Somebody had mm. put someone on the backside. Somebody would re- be racing out at line. We'd be making us tackles. we And it we just didn't. And we'd give Cass a foothold in some soft tries. The first three tries were all poor defensive. Well, poor defensively for a lot of the game, weren't we? But I think I think for me, that's the biggest disappointment is we, we we, just didn't look at it, which was surprising given what Jonesy said he talked about in the week and trying to pick up on one or two players that had had the confidence knocked it. It just felt deflating and mm-hmm. nearly as bad as that night when we got done. Oh, but the scoreline didn't look as bad, but just the, the sort of reaction afterwards, the half-time, the booze, the comments after. its It's been... It's, it's probably not felt a low point like this for quite a
0: while. Mm. You've raised a good point there because you kind of expect a team who's possibly had a coaching change. But then again, all he's, he hasn't left the club, Agar, is still there. And mm. yet, you'd expect the team to go, oh, we've got to do something to impress, you know. JJB might be... This might be his job application here. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. absolutely like... I was, uh, I watched it um, at Walkabout in Leeds, Sydney, like, beer garden there. And literally, you just, as soon as Cass got that first try, it was like, yep. Yeah, you know, there was, you could almost tell instant body language from the players as soon as that try was scored. It was like, they were looking at each other going, what do we do? And... Maybe yeah. again it's a co- it's maybe a coaching maybe I'm going to put this out there and it might get some criticism maybe leaming is not a captain after all maybe he shows strong leadership on the pitch however being a leader on the pitch doesn't necessarily make you a good captain and I feel I feel for him but I don't think he's the answer right now
2: quite a lot of people it, that. I, it I is because you're
0: talking about that today exactly
1: that's exactly what I'm about to say then Tim quite a few on on Twitter have said that today Laurie, that why? Why has the captaincy been taken away from Pryor? It seems
0: I mean, to be doing a good job. It might have been a mutual decision, for all we know. We don't know. For yeah. me, you should have kept Pryor as a captain rather than giving it to Hanley. I mean, yeah. again, having a wing—I'm always a bit skeptical about having wingers as captains. I think it's me a bit of a like strange you call. Don't for me, to be fair, it's a strange isn't yeah. it? To... In, yeah. in the positional sense, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a, you know, he might be a great guy, and he, he is. Oh yeah, yeah, it's one of mm. those things as a positional. You're not in the centre of the field where you need to be leading from. You're at the sides, and I feel that's a real issue. And I'm, I'm intrigued. I know there's quite a few strong voices. Suppose in the camp, but you've got, mm. they've got to make themselves known. I think
2: it, it sounded yeah. as if at the start of the season when they gave it, leading, that it was a result of the bit vote, wasn't it? It was sort of done yeah, the yeah, a yeah, squad yeah. thing yeah. and a vote thing, so. You'd imagine Pryor were fully behind that, and that, that's not necessarily demotivated Pryor in any way or even affected the squad itself. But everything Lehman said when he took the took the armband or the theoretical one, I suppose, is was great and he talks really positive. But is thats is that all right on training field? Is it, or is it just the natural in, instincts you want in a hooker? Is that is that what a hooker normally is anyway? Somebody that's mm-hmm. sort of in the... In the ear of his teammates, trying to bark the orders because that's a position you, you know you need to be doing that on the field. A job it,
1: role, you know? isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah, mm. it, and, and is that enough to be a captain? I, I don't know. It's a, let's be honest. The, the captaincy at Leeds is a massive work. We've seen it. We've seen it before. with players that either make or breaks, don't it? And I think we're in that situation where it's a, it's a great topic to discuss because there's quite clearly something. Leadership-wise, you look through the team, and it, I suppose we're acting back to a few weeks, but I wasn't on that one. But where, are behind the sticks we're conceding, and and there's nobody pulling anyone apart, there's no, nobody no, exactly. having a word. It's no. just quiet, and that's the worst sign for me. That that was the start of things for Agar going, I think. But it's it didn't look loads better yesterday. There were no one digging anyone out. You don't mind it if you see two fo- two fellas having an argument there. At least oh, it shows the yeah, they're yeah, trying afternoon. to sort. Yeah, at least it tries to trying to shot, excuse me, sort things out a little bit and try and get a little bit of fight into the into themselves, which has been lacking.
1: You see, when it comes down to a, a team vote, I've, I've never particularly been a fan of that, whereas the players kind of choose their own, you know, the votes, and then whoever wins that vote will become the captain because we don't know the mentality of these players. We don't know if they're fragile. We don't know if they... Don't you know, if they don't like being, like Tim said, their orders barked at them, if they don't enjoy being pulled up if they made a mistake. So, we I mean, I'm putting two and two together here and I could be completely wrong, possibly I am, but if Pryor was a bit of a tough nut, and these players are really fragile, once it came to the vote, the majority of them could have been thinking, oh, I don't want him again. I'd rather have, more. I don't know, who are you going to vote for? And Cruz might be a bit of a, a pal you know type a softer but, but, touch
0: but for a coach right this is what really annoyed me actually cuz if you think about it, a coach should be the one who's picking who he wants to lead, rather than getting the players to. Because yeah, as a coach, you definitely. want the person who's got the biggest voice, the biggest, you know, the one who's going to who you a, trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to you want the guy who's going to get the players motivated. Instead, if you're picking, if you are literally going into changing, room, going, oh, you guys decide who's captain. For me, I would. I mean, I know it sounds a bit crazy, but it's one of the worst things you could do as a coach because
1: yeah, be. from you.
0: Rather than hmm. giving it strength to the team, I think it's a very poor, poor thing to do. And now looking think, back, it's a bit awkward. I think the thing is, Lorry, like uh, it, you, you've either got to be great by voice-wise. So
2: times when Jamie, I know, I know, like that, them days are gone. But characters like a Jamie, it's people, all we've got. Even a Stevie Ward, <laughs> where it's all about the voice. Then you got the opposite. Kev want a big talker on the field, apart from in terms of game plan. But he wasn't a he wasn't a peacock. He wasn't one of them fellas that ripped yeah. into people. But I suspect at dressing room when he said something, oh, it carried far more weight. But he earned that over a long time, didn't he? He earned yeah, that I over agree. years I and agree years. Agree too, but yeah, yeah. it's it's difficult. <laughs> you either need a fella that's going to you know, tear into people or it's got to be somebody out there that's leading by example. And maybe that's why the players liked what they saw with Lehman during pre season and thought he's, a, he's got a bit about him. It goes about, his, we don't know what he's like at dressing room, we don't know what he's like at training, but maybe that's what they saw. And they saw somebody they could get behind who is a busy player, he's always trying to carry the team forward. But again, is that is that the role he plays in the team anyway, or it should be? Because if he's in that key position at nine, and so you'd imagine that's what he should be doing.
1: Yeah, kind of his job in it. So, talking yeah. about Matt Pryor. Um... We only played with two props yesterday, the Oledski and Pryor. So instantly for me, as soon as I saw the team, it, it kind of confirmed to me we're really going to struggle today. I just don't think you can play any level, really, with two props. What did you think when you saw that team sheet, Tim?
2: Uh, a little bit worried, like you say. I think, I think lack of size. And the one thing you know about a Lee Radford team, him back to his whole days and certainly at cast yeah. they're going to test you down middle they're going to they're going to they're going to throw a load at you down there and yes they'll get to tackle four or five and they'll start throwing it like you know getting out to halfbacks and stuff but Watts and, and the others are going to lead from the front they're going to make meters post contact meters as well um, and you just think you're not having a not it's a sad state of affairs really where we didn't feel there were enough enough in the trust in the props we have in the building that we couldn't have put at least one or two of them on the bench it's not mm-hmm. as if we if you're carrying an injury that fourth sub's a little bit tricky if you're carrying an injury or a bit, more, bit of a query over the full back or something you probably do want that one of those sort of utility back players on your bench but there wasn't even one of those it was there were forwards but they were all back rows pretty much you know yeah. like for like you you know i i looked at the team sheet and wondered are we going to we're going to ask Cam Smith to do it down the middle. Do you know what I mean? We're we going, so yeah. we going to throw him on and try and bulldoze his way down. But Cam Smith, for whatever talks about him, mean, the bits you see, best, his best plays when he's got the ball in his hands and he's able to bounce off a couple, get a pass out and stuff. So, yeah, yeah I, I was a little bit worried. I think taking on cast any team, really, in Super League, it, if you're leaving yourself with two props, we, we, we're expecting the Ledskin prior to run the blood to water yesterday. It's making no wonder that we weren't making any meat as much because... You know, you can't put it on two fellows, can you? So yeah, with,
0: disappointing. Um, it's a tough one. Um, I agree, Tib totally. I think for me, the issue that we've got, um, I mean, yes, we ain't going in. Is, yeah, we just literally do nothing going forward, was it? It was almost no. we literally there were times when we looked so stagnant and almost like who's taking it in, who's gonna give it? And yeah. there were those yeah. times when he saw Lehman just looking like, come on, come on, someone. And then he realised, well, I've only got two props and one of them probably on bench, you know. I've got a second role <laughs> to take. It the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just thinking, it, it's a sad state of affairs. But then again, I mean, as horrible as it sounds, I mean, out of all the props that we've used this season, to be fair, I mean, I mean have we noticed all of them anyway mm. when we've played them? Yeah. Let's be I know that sounds awful, but I mean, it, what we've... So far in these games, and it's not been a lot. So, mm-hmm. no, I agree with Tim. I think it's a poor call, but it's one of those things that we should have in the off season instead of getting two um, yeah. halfbacks, we should have gone out and got another prop. It's It's been a mad state of affairs where we're actually relying on what cannot be described as a bare, like bare minimum yeah. amount of forwards just in case because that's quite a lot, and we've barely got anyone. I, I, it's a poor management again, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we've we been slightly asked on Dono
2: because I think they have tried to convert him into that into that front row. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure he is. Um I no, think I again think his it. best work seems to be, you know, a little bit of a disruptor, you know, getting getting out to their kicker up last and His best
1: work it. is getting head eye penalty shots.
2: Yeah. Well that's <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's the work he seems to be well trained for, giving away 10 yeah. six against. But I think I certainly don't think he's a front row forward. If you're putting a Donaldson up against a Watts or somebody like that, I, I just can't see him coming out on that. He's a, he's a strong in his own right, yeah. He's a good, he's a fairly well when he's keeping him below shoulder right, he's a decent tackler. But um, I just again, a little just it just showed the lack of options, really. If we're trying to say that Donaldson were going to come off bench and be the guy to charge us upfield and take us forward. It it just probably won't happen.
1: So, Laurie mentioned the halfbacks there, and I think we should talk about them in turn now. I think we have to. Um, Aidan Caesar, Laurie, what what, what did you make of him yesterday? What have you made of him in, in blue and amber?
0: I mean, it sounds weird, but he's not providing what we've got him for. And... If you think about it last year, when they were obviously Huddersfield, he got quite a bad injury, didn't he? And the fact that mm-hmm. we went and signed him, it was almost like this injury that he's got is quite a serious one that he had, and it's definitely changed his game or not quite changed his game, but he seems to have, how could we put it, lost his edge maybe. But he just looks a shadow of a player. And no he, he the, the worrying thing is, it's like, I mean, we've let Luke Gale go, and you think now. I know there are issues with Luke Gale, but is that that's a decision that we are going to regret. Well, we are regretting, but, you know, and I just think he's, I mean, I don't... How long is this? I can't remember how long his contract is. I think I, it's a
1: two-year deal. I mean, I th- I
0: think I'd it tear it bit, up, yeah. yeah. I mean, we know uh, Austin... Yeah, i would, I'd tear it up now. Yeah, Austin, <laughs> Austin's only got like a year anyway. Well, let's be honest, I think Blake Austin's been enough. Well, his young glimmers have been okay, but I he's another one who literally, like... He, it doesn't seem to, well, when he does offer something, it is quite good, but it's like a couple of times a game, if that, and you're thinking as a halfback you've got to be offering more than what you're doing, and, but then again, let's put it, one of my friends pointed out to me uh, during the week, hang on a minute, Blake Austin, he was struggling to get to the Warrington team last year, you yeah. know, he was that sort of player who wasn't getting the pick of the games, and you're thinking, it's not a bad shout, that, and it just seems we've gone for two players who were basically going on past glories, which is leads are hanging on to it a minute, and I don't like it. I don't think it's a good attitude.
1: What have you made of him, Tim? Aiden Caesar,
0: oh, disappointing.
2: I think he played very well against Warrington in the first game. I think, yeah, he did. Really perform- did. That's yeah. been our performance of the season. Is that um, I just feels like a long time ago, Do that you know, he does it all, mate. It seems like you we've know, like, yeah, months. Well, it is now, but um, I think. Do you know the biggest disappointment for me? It wasn't the cast game so much. I think second half, there were some positive signs I said earlier. And I think when he do, when he does run out with the ball and he's, he's carrying it and he's committing defenders, I think that's when he looks like he's actually been brought in to do. I, th- I think that's mm-hmm. that's what we hoped. We saw at oldersfield and thought that he might bring that. But you go back to the game, uh, what it... Uh, when he kicked in in goal, and instead of putting it a little low, a little low grubber in, he kicked it, put it high. They started on a 20, 20 meter restart. They go down the other end and score. I think it went against Salford, out. right? Salford, mate. Yeah, sorry. Right, yeah. just, it's just that. You, you, he was brought in as the game manager, right? So he was brought in as the guy that we're going to, Austin were going to be off off the cuff. You're, oh, this is what you thought. Austin's going to be the one off the cuff. You know, it, Caesar's going to be the one that controls the draft pack. Sort of, not. Sinfield-esque, what you'd expect game management mm-hmm. out of him. He's going to carry us forward. He's going to put yeah. ball in right place. I think the biggest disappointment with Austin has been his kicking on last tackle or his last tackle option in general. He don't, mm-hmm. he don't. He, I don't know whether and and to start within early doors in the season. I would think it myself, Well, he hasn't played with Jack Walker a lot. He, he, he has played with Austin a lot. But he's not he played a bit. play a bit with leaving at other Possibly, did, I'm did not it? sure if they overlapped each other. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they did. I think we even had a bad injury to the field, didn't he? So <clears throat> I think they might have right. just missed each other.
1: But Possibly. yeah,
2: you'd expect combinations to take a little while to. but it has been underwhelming. Let's be honest, and and it's difficult. And is I know we're going to probably come on to the lawn in a minute, but is is this the issue? Is this the is this the little bit of Issue in the squad at the moment that well, Luke Gale. I, I think Luke Gale was possibly very popular amongst the boys. I think he were he were a, he were a leader. Let's be honest. He would have stood for a lot of the things that have gone on this year. Um, I think ooh. I said that earlier on Twitter. And you know, I don't know what we don't know what happened apart from the fallout with Rich. But it, you do wonder whether there's a little bit of that with these two that got brought into and the, the players that are looking around, are thinking, well you know better than what we had before. And and we liked Gailey, we got on with Gailey. You know, he was a great leader for us and you boys just aren't doing it.
0: Maybe that's where the, some of the problems are. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I got told, I can't go into too much detail who I got it off or how. That's an exclusive. But, um, Listen yeah. up, <laughs> I should have had a drink already. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's that a apparently. Apparently, <laughs> apparently some of the players aren't too happy with um, how they're playing, shall we say. That's what I've been told. So I don't know. None of us are bloody happy (laughs) with (laughs) how (laughs) they But even when it's your own teammates, it's bad, isn't it? I can't
1: believe we'll come on to Austin now, but I cannot believe that these two, Caesar and Austin, have played together before.
0: You want to know? No way. Would you?
1: you? Remember them at Raiders? They were amazing. Absolutely. And all pre season, they were. Giving interviews, saying, "Oh, we're best mates, and we know each other's plays, and you know, we're we, yin and yang. We do it all together." They're absolutely pants, both of them, especially def- in defence.
0: They're more like I that, mean, like chuckle. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to meet to you. Mean, you. you know? yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. All. I mean, we, we talk about Austin now. He got hooked. Agar hooked him at Salford. Just said, "You, I've had enough of you. Get off. Put Dwyer on." it have uh, and then yesterday's defense oh, yeah, it's yeah. just oh what did you make of him Tim Blake Austin
2: I think this might be why in the end he didn't he didn't play Broadbent, you know I, that, I think he thought down that down that edge we, if he had Tyndall Broadbent and under Austin I mean we got done that down that side anyway and, and Briscoe Brisco had no no better game really but I, I do wonder if that were part of it, that he was thinking I, I can't stack two young lads on the in the three quarters and have Austin there because he was basically a walking turn style yesterday down that down that edge for us. Um just disappointing. You know, we've seen him at tackles before, we've seen him bend his back. He's not he's not a bad he's not a bad defender you know, in the in the grand scheme. What you want your half back if he's there to make a one on them, he would yeah. generally make it. But he's neither done it with in defence, which you know, let's be honest, Mag. He wasn't the greatest defender at world, was he? But <laughs> what he did give you were he, he, he'd make a tackle if he were one on one, and he'd make sure that the fellow will not getting past him. Um, and then, but you can excuse that if he's then delivering something with the ball. But we've we've not seen we've not seen much in way of that either. Um Not quite sure what he thinks his role is. Um No, he definitely
1: did not know what he's supposed to do. Does it? I don't think Caesar does ever
2: is it is it is he supposed is he supposed to just be a runner, but he's not? He don't look if he's supposed to do like, that. He don't look fit enough to do it. He, he don't look like he wants to commit defenders. Um, I, I, he looks he look the the problem to me is there in that relationship somehow, and I'm not quite sure what it is. But did, did and if like say it's almost if like they've never played together before, not best mates, but or are they? And has there been something that's gone on there? I, I, I've no, I suppose we're speculating now, but that's what we're to do. Yeah.
1: That's his job as fans.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lolly, Blake Austin. Um, any good? Um, but all I'm going to no. say is, all I will say is this, we got rid of John for a lot less. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And there's been other players... Alan Yeah. Well, well, maybe not quite. But um, no, I just think... Um, no, sorry to... No. Um, no you know it. Yeah, just to know Yeah. Just know. I... Uh, it's not working, is it? And no. I'm not sure we'll get anything out of him, but I've, I, I mate, you watch. He'll have an absolute storm in NRL next year for uh, yeah. What, Dolphins. Yeah, you can <laughs> see it now. You can see it coming a mile off a little bit. See just, yeah. just on
1: that, on a very, very similar, similar theme, Albert Kelly, you've seen his upturning uh, four since well, NRL. Would you believe that? He played in um, it's one of these all star uh, games, Maori. All stars playing for Brisbane, but anyway. Um, so I think we're all in agreement that season. Austin are rubbish.
2: I think just, think- just a, maybe just a bit of a caveat, boys. I think what 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 you'd have to say is that halfbacks backs in a team where the, where the forwards aren't, aren't making absolutely and yeah. not dominating the game. Not absolutely, there's been very few half-backs in history that that have ridden behind a, a lightweight yeah. pack and looked good. Um all the best teams you can remember, the Saints, the Wiggins, the Bradfords, you know, all of these the leads teams in the past. You know, <laughs> <yeah. leads>. um, <laughs> right behind a massive, strong pack, you know, carrying the team downfield. We, we don't have that, you know, with respect to, to Big Mick, who's obviously an absolute beast. Um, and Pryor digs in and, and does his minutes and does them well, but we've got nothing bit. else there. We're not making metres forward. And when Caesar and Austin are getting the ball, we're turning the ball over somewhere on our 40. He's kicking it just, it seems aimlessly. The kick chase is great anyway. So you can make a kick better if the chase is good. Mm. Um, but there doesn't seem to be much of that either. So I think they, they did deserve criticism, absolutely. And I think for me, Caesar blue as the game against Salford. I think we're in the game until he does that. Um, sure. You know, and, you know, we should have come away with at least a goal line drop out or defend or pinning them in on their on their line. Instead, we're, we're behind our own post again. Um, well, and I think, a, but sorry. I think there is no. Just as I say, I think yes, they do deserve criticism, but I think it's what we haven't seen enough of. Apart from the Warrington game, where our, where, where actually the forwards did get on top of their pack, um, where actually Caesar and, and um, Austin did play the day Caesar. Had the ball in good field place position and was able to control us pretty well i thought i mean we we said already that was the best game he's had, um which came off the back of having a fall pattern that marks us down and got us meters um that 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 I think they deserve that not an excuse because I don't think you know I think sometimes the best staff backs will make things happen regardless,
0: but I think it's a factor certainly we should consider i I just got one little point about Caesar. And I try not to swear when I say this. I he would stop doing those high bomb kicks on the last tackle every yeah. time. It's, <laughs> it's like it's aimless. And you I know you're trying to put him under uh, whoever's you know under pressure, but it, it's just pointless. Change your tactics. You know, I'm sure you know how to kick your ball low. I'm sure you every time six tackle bomb high kick, and it's just yeah. come on, change your game. That's me. i try not to rant. I did say I'll try not to rant this week.
1: <laughs> we've <wait to> <laughs> got like Tim Tim's touched on on the pack there. And well, until he's banned. for the whole year we've had every prop we you know, we've had Aledskate, we've had Pryor, and we've had Tetavana. I know we've had Thompson filling in. So we're only really missing Holroyd in terms of our starting rotating pack. So I know we were playing with two props yesterday, but if they step up, surely we, we can kind of get some kind of a tune out of Caesar and Austin. But in the meantime, like for Saints and a couple of games beyond that, do you think it's time for a change in these two? Should we start with Dwyer at Hooker and put Leeming back in the halves? Or dare I say it, should we give Jacksonfield a game, Laurie?
0: Uh, no, no. Not for me. I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit too early for... Um, let him tear up the academy, get his feet in there. I think throwing him into the first team is a real desperation move. And I know we are in- Are we not desperate? I know we are in desperate times. I, I don't show quite that desperate. But in the sense of I think leaming probably at half back would be better. But I just think if we put if we put Sinfield in, what happens if he flops? What happens? Yeah. what happens if it, all of a sudden this uh, 17-year-old kid is going to get tortured and, and we can all go uh, you know people be going oh he's not as good as his dad he's only a teenager leave oh. Sinfield for the next year 18 months let him just progress let him build himself up he's still a young lad don't put him in the first team that's Laurie
2: you made the point really, Jordan William if you think back to just after probably 2017 that year where we'd, we, we we were having to replace Kev we weren't sure about yeah, yeah. Sutty playing in halves Jordan Lilly got absolutely vilified towards second half of the season yep. because he wasn't producing what Kev Sinfield would do or a Magsie yeah, or Robbie. You know, so I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of push to get him in because it's the surname, but that lad's got to carry that name with him throughout his career and it could be the breaking of him to put him in at this stage. Ask him for a friend here, but you know this dual registration relationship that we've got with Fed, does it work the other way?
0: Well, they've not got
2: a couple of, of half borrow. <laughs> um they seem to be flying high, up, don't they? And, uh, yeah yeah, I just I just wondered whether whether that relationship's reciprocal or whether it's just all one way because we, we couldn't do much worse be. at the minute.
0: Yeah, for yeah. Austin, yeah. Austin <laughs> yeah. will then tear it up in championship. You know, he's probably have a game at Batlin.
2: Yeah. Run up <laughs> <see laughs> that down. hill. Yeah, run up that yeah. hill. <laughs> no <this laughs> friends battling, I love batling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> it's a worry isn't it because it's like you've got to start thinking of how you would almost get a team that well your halfbacks creating i would if you think about it i remember we did on an earlier podcast and we we're at the start of the year and it was like oh we're going to be good this year we're going to do this you know got caesar uh, um, austin and for well six weeks seven <laughs> weeks later and i'm literally going up well literally watching us just going what what is this and mm. whether i mean could <laughs> maybe. Could it have been down to both them two being terrible? More than likely. I just <laughs> it's um it's a whole and do you know what? As crazy as it sounds, I reckon if we got the halfback sorted, it'd be a different team. Generally <laughs> the halves Yeah, I the halfback situation out. Um, I honestly think I will not say we're not going to be like Saints or Catalan but we'll have at least a bit of direction and maybe we'll have battling games we've only seen it once this year and that was against that first half against Wakey it looked mm-hmm. really good, why have we not been able to put that into other games where's where yes. that Where uh, somebody else I saw this mentioned on Twitter earlier, the spirit of the Rhinos The spirit of the rhinos in a minute is get tickled, roll over, and start crying, and wondering what we're going to do next. We don't have any spirit. We don't have that drive, and it's really annoying me. We should do these guys. Some of these have won titles. I swear. These some of these players have played at the top, you know, top level in Australia and over here, obviously. Some of your Mm. kids here who've got real amount of talent, and we are literally just going. Yeah, we get absolutely turned over. What uh, were we at 28 0 at half time yesterday? Yes. Yeah. We should not be getting 28 0 at half time. No way on earth. It doesn't matter who we pick. Just no. Sorry. There's the first round.
1: So you've talked about young kids there. And um, we've got quite a few on the fringes of the first team and some who have been desperate for a chance in the first team. I'll just give it, run a couple of names out off now. Robbett Tyndall, Mustafa O'Connor, Edwards, Simpson, Sinfield, and then this is like the squad fillers that we currently got Briscoe, Thompson, Donaldson, Mellor, Dwyer, kind of ish. Are these, we know exactly what we're going to get with Briscoe, Thompson, Donaldson, Mellor, Dwyer. We know exactly what we're going to get, you know, week after week after week. Is it not now the time in our current predicament? To give a couple of like we've seen Tyndall a couple of times this year, Broadbent, uh, O'Connor. What about Edwards? What about Mustafa? Is it now time to say to these kids right, and also to these to the first team players to say you're not going to play every week because you're rubbish? So I am going to give a kid a go. Tim. <laughs>
2: Um, no personally I was a bit surprised uh, Mustafa what not bench yesterday um, I know what that, you know it, it seemed the perfect game to put him in I mean I, I went to the Roffin friendly and I thought he were outstanding I know it's, I know yeah. you've got to put it in context pre-season games are such a difficult mm-hmm. one to judge a player on but from what, from what he showed, and he, he, he wasn't scared to mix it up, he, he got he got stuck in. Bradford had their, you know, what you'd say is their, well, their strongest team out. They had forwards that had, had loads of years of experience and he, he battled them all. Um, and so I'd have had, I'd have had mustafa in, at least on the bench yesterday, to give us a little bit more down the middle. Yeah. Um, you can make a case for a few of those. I think they are all bent lucky. Certainly this year, he's, I mean, he looks a class player to me. When he stepped in the first team last year, it looked like he played there for two or three years. Yeah. Um, whether it was, again, back to the point I mentioned earlier about the bit of a worry about having two young lads out there, but but they've played together before. So actually, they've got a relationship already built um, from, from playing together. And, uh, I don't I don't want to handle it on Briscoe. Because it's, there's always an easy time. And if it isn't Briscoe, it seems like it's Sutcliffe at the moment. Yeah. But you can't deny Briscoe's form in the last... It, it's not working having have him at centre. And no. I thought that was an Agar thing, if I'm honest. I thought that was a, a bit yeah. of a nod to his whole days and, you know, a you know, bit of a wink-wink thing to Tom. But I, I did think Jamie Jonesy might have changed that yesterday. But it seemingly... You know, they see something maybe in training. We do with Tom, but <laughs> I I, I, just, I don't know what that could be because if he's not if he's not if they're now saying he's not good enough to be a winger, then he's not a centre. Um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he, he's defen- defensively he's been comfortable at on the wing before. He's getting caught out even more mm-hmm. at centre because all they're doing is running mm-hmm. their big back rowers on and he's, he's just getting he's just getting nowhere. Um, so yeah, I I'd, I'd certainly have a problem yesterday. Great to see O'Connor playing. I think you both said O'Connor, Tyndall probably the positives out yesterday. Yeah. Um. Maybe even nice to see Carter Johnson yesterday. Just oh, a little probably. bit. Of, just a little bit of something different off the bench. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm not massively taking Dwight, no, if I'm honest. I love his personality. I love his spirit. But he gets brought on what thirty minutes in, thirty-five minutes in, gets a, gets ten minutes for, for tripping. Can argue all day whether it should have been but and they, it was, um, and he'd been the one talking about discipline in the week. He'd been the one about no, like, not <laughs> giving away penalties and six against and stuff. And, and then tripping. You know, unfortunately, discipline <laughs> has been an issue with this team for a couple of years now. Let's not forget, that it's not just this year. I think even in the last couple of years, where we've had reasonable seasons, if we're going to judge it by the years before that, um, we we were still giving a ton of penalties away, technical stuff like silly head-eye tackles or gobbing off the referee or you know, we're, not, we're not making teams work hard enough to to, to, to work their way to our goal line we, we're marching them downfield by our own lack of discipline we've,
0: I could say Tim just a quick point have we yeah. have we've only have, we've only played one game so far where we've not had a simbin haven't we a simbin yeah. yeah I no, think, I think did they, say, they said yesterday we thought game I'm pretty sure we'd have up to
2: yesterday, six six yellow cards and obviously Bentley's red against more, uh, red. Yeah. And it's just um, mad. it's awful. It, that, it's not
0: You, a good can, thing, you that.
2: can talk about referees all day. And, you know, we could, we, we could spend an hour and a half talking about how the game is gone soft. But yeah, I think I think the problem is some of them. You just look at it; it's just down to ill discipline, and it's something that's Coffee. been
1: yeah.
2: in and around for the last couple of years. It's not a new thing, but they, certainly. You get, you know, that that's just why I meant the case for Carter Johnson. I think what's quite interesting is, and again, you, you take it on the basis of a friendly, but he a, he was another one that had a great game at Bradford. I to, think he's to, injured. Uh, that, you know, uh, yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, is he? Sorry, oh, just, um, yeah. Adam. Adam, uh, Rhinos. Uh, yeah, Rhinos. Faithful were put on over day. I think he got injured against. Uh, ah, third. I get that two, two, three months out, which is not a good sign. If we're, go- I'm just thinking, if we're uh-huh. going to move Lehman up into, yeah, uh, really. you're kind of in you know, a bit of an awkward thing there. But yeah, I, I get. I mean, I, I totally agree, Tim. To I think uh, it's our our discipline is what is really costing us. And uh, where's that come from? Is it is it poor coaching again? Is it through the captain? I don't know. But we this year, it's just it's criminal. We have been criminal. What we've given away, and. I just, it, we need that sort. Do you know what? I'd rather sort that out more than halfbacks. I know that sounds a bit different. Yeah, definitely. Cool. That's just application, is it? Discipline. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's a simple yeah. thing. If you um, don't give penalties away, you're not giving yards away, which can lead to tries. Yeah. You know, it's just that is really, That is a proper fan killer sort of mood changer. Yeah. It's it's a team killer, isn't it? It's a, it's a,
2: so the problem is at the minute as well, teams in the past might have defended their line for a couple of sets. This team ain't. Um so, so you you give away penalties, you you're having the opposition start their sets, you know, inside our half and, and whatever else. It's we we're not we're not making teams work that hard to get over our line, which is again another subject yeah. we could talk all night about defence. But um yeah, we're going a little bit off, aren't we, in terms of the young kids you mentioned, but it it's difficult. I think with this infield one we talked a little bit about the parallels yeah. with Jordan Lilly. Um you can throw too many. In a situation with a team that's not confident, I think that's dangerous, a little bit dangerous to actually go, right, and I've seen a few and I can understand the reaction from yesterday. It were appalling. Right, clear them all out. Let's bring the kids in. And I do think the one name I would mention that's obviously not available at the minute is Sam Walters. I do think had he yeah. been fit at the start of the season, we would have seen him. Um, he, he's an absolutely devastating big yard runner for a, such a big unit out there in the back row. I know he's a back row. He's not a forward. He's not a prop. Sorry. Um. I I think he would have been a name by now. We'd have seen if had he been fit, which hopefully he's not too far away. Um. And Hallroy as well. Who again? I think a fit Hallroy. But it's how many times have we said that uh, in the last couple of years with yeah. with Tom's injury record? Um. If we can get him fitting out there for 15 games in a row, yeah, absolutely. He, he's capable of being as good as Mick. Um. But it's, it's just injuries with Tom.
1: Yeah, he's um, a shame. real big shame. It looks amazing. We just need to get, get him fit and, and keep him fit as as long as we can because we've only really got four props and he's one of them. Yeah. So We definitely need him back. So the attendance yesterday, I got sent a tweet this morning from LUFC Stats and he said that yesterday's attendance of 5,112 at Headingley was the lowest to see Leeds face Super League opposition since they faced Oldham Bears in the Premiership game in 1997, yeah. so obviously the lowest attendance in decades, absolute decade. Is this is this just a sign of the times, Laurie? Is is yesterday's attendance just confirmation that the club have got bigger issues than than for, I for think, decades?
0: I think, I think it's I think, one of those because like the the scheduling didn't help. You put um unfortunately this is the game issue rather than rhinos. This round was scheduled two weeks before the last one. So literally mm-hmm. have a two week period. Now um I went to the boxing last night so me and my friends um who we usually go to games there were a lot of us who we were going to boxing. We were like, we can't really do both. Well, we could have done, but it was a bit awkward. We we're just going to late and watch it late. So that was instantly like twenty lads there. Then there were another group of my mates who were on a stag do. So that were another, you know, 10, 15. And I just think as well, half past four on a Saturday afternoon, it's a bit. Not many people got much money at this time of and A lot of people have got a lot of money. If that makes any sense as well. Um, it's just I think there's a number of factors. Plus we're terrible, but it's. It is a worry, but I think it's a game worry. I mean, there were 2000 at Warrington today. 2000. I mean, in that ground, especially, I mean, God, it looked awful. And the game can do it or look after it. But I don't think there's a lot you can do. I mean, I put a question, I put out a tweet early going, is it time to maybe scrap Challenge Cup? Or is it as people lost interest in it? Because it's a very much a. It's a very. Grey area, but it just seemed that it's not appealing to people. Maybe the cost, I don't know. But I don't, what could we do? Could the games be price caps? But then again, it's it's costing clubs money doing that, then, isn't it? So mm. it's a tough one. I think it's, I think this, it okay, and just think of ideas how to maybe change it up a little. Yeah. Tim?
2: Yeah. I'll think about it. I saw the tweet um, you put out earlier on and it, it gave me a bit of food for thought. I think. Do you remember a few years ago when you bought a season ticket? I th- they included the first. I know it was on the first round of proper, but I remember going to Hull, um, where I didn't have oh. to pay for my ma- Matt's ticket, and all you had to do were, were effectively get your travel, get yourself there. And um, mm. I don't know if there's something we could do there. I mean, I think let's let's just a bit of kind of across the whole weekend, the attendances have been great. There's been some really good games drawn as well, um, uh, like Wakey uh, uh, Wire today. Um, yeah. You know, what it? Um, Wigan on for uh, Friday? Did they play. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Against yeah. Salford, but but a, a derby so close. It, if it had been late, couldn't have been much closer, could it? Um, and, and you know, a derby there. There were there were they had to, they were next to no fans in there when you saw that. So it is disappointing. I think I wouldn't altogether say the challenge put needs to go. I think I think you look at today. Barrow and Huddersfield, I didn't see a load of the game, if I'm honest, we we, have been in and out. But what it looked like, a really good advert for that, where it it looked, by all accounts, it was a very close game and Huddersfield just got away at the end. um, But a really good occasion. and We've seen a few of those, you know, Park Parkside story this year with getting as far as they got in the Challenge Cup. So there has been some really, really good stories in and around, but whether it's pricing, but then clubs have just come out of a major pandemic, haven't they? It's it's yeah. so difficult from a business Just point of view, what do they do? Do they do they do they charge a tenner and still get five thousand, in which case they make a loss on the game anyway? Yeah. Or do they do they try do you know, try and charge a tenner or have the kids in under thirteen for free and hope that you're gonna get a bigger walk up on the night? I say, I think Laurie, you made a great point. It's all down with the scheduling for these things. Half yeah. four on a Saturday afternoon, if you've got designs on going to boxing or whatever. I mean, I suppose we're quite fortunate in the way that Leeds weren't playing, Leeds United weren't playing. Could have been mm. 2000 there. Um, you know, it, on a weekend where there was an international break in the Premier League as well. So, it is, it is worrying and disappointing um, quite what they do about it. That, that, that same old argument about how, how much the Challenge Cup's kind of... But their tendencies in the league games have not been great, have they? If you look, depending on what nights the games are, often you know, your Thursday night games, which you can understand with kids at school and things like that. It's not a great schedule in any event, but, you know, half, half four on a Saturday afternoon is, is sort of plumb viewing time unless you've not got enough time to make a, a, arrangements for the game where it's drawn two weeks after the prior round, which is it's probably back to that scheduling thing and it's probably about where do we put the Challenge Cup? So mm. it, it gets the maximum out of it. It, may, it puts it, on its own pedestal, it gives it the best chance of having a bit of I think the media do a decent job on it. I think BBC have to be credited and you know the other the other broadcasters who've been carrying the the cup this year have done a great job on that and had some really good people on there, you know, doing it. But obviously mm. it's a it's a it's, it's a game wide issue, isn't it? Because the tennis at all the games this weekend have been poor. Does, yeah. um, there's a bit
0: in, in, in the next round, there's actually a game that's gonna be scheduled for seven o'clock on a Sunday night. Now yeah. Which you kind of think, okay, seven o'clock on Sunday night. I know it's um a bit retro because you used to do it on Sky, didn't they, back in? Yeah, they did. The yeah, they did. So it's kind of like one of those where it could even be really. I, I mean, they haven't said who's playing in one, but you kind of um, okay. You, you get a, yeah, be, Yeah, you, know, you could even get. A, well, that's it. we're not in it. who cares now. Yeah, I've got road. Yeah, no, that's probably all. Do. But um, yeah, it's one of those where you're thinking seven o'clock on Sunday night. You've got work next day. End of the weekend. Who are you yeah. going to put that? Where are you going to? You know, it's almost like. Are you going to take
1: your kids? Not likely. Yeah, no, because yeah.
0: he's up in bed ready for school next morning. You know, it's that thing. It's it's getting it's getting the games at the right time. They'll fit broadcasters, but the problem is, yeah, they can't. Yeah, they just
1: do rugby league anywhere, don't they? Like some <laughs> seven o'clock.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> Not to sure. Like, we'll <laughs> put some rugby league. In. Yeah, it be, you know, there'll be ten o'clock games coming soon. No, it's it's one of those needs. I mean, we need the coverage, but it's uh, it's scheduling it right and getting it right. That's the issue. But to be fair, I totally agree with you guys. Like, BBC has been brilliant. Premier Sports, co- I love their coverage. Really simple. Ex players doing a co-commentary, quite recent. Hello. There's no shenanigans. It's just simple. And it's really good and quality in there. Their cup coverage has been really much. must be applauded. Yeah, they had. Who um...
1: oh, did they have one in work a game today? Ryan oh. Briley, Kyle Amo. Two yeah. current players, it's just so, so fresh, and it just, I don't you see, this is we've spoken about this loads, but I don't know if it's because you're so used to like the Sky team and the BBC team that when someone new comes on, whoever they are, whether a woman player, or uh, a wheelchair player, or a current player, or a freshly retired player, they always seem to stand out so well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's because
1: they are brilliant or because we just, they stand out so much because we're just so used to the old tried and tested, you know, Barry Phil Clark and, and, Barry and Terry and uh, you know, BBC lot. They always stand out so much, but I think they I think premier sports coverage, I think they've added loads this year, to be honest. Mm, the
0: have been enjoyable, probably enjoyable. Probably that one.
1: Yeah. So just to kind of wrap up this awful match review, I'd like to just, if I can, because there's a lot of parallels between the predicament that we're in now in 2022 and 2019 when we got when we got beat by Bradford in the cup. So I'm just going to kind of go through the squad on that day that got beat by Bradford and I'm going to go through the squad that lost yesterday to Castleford. I'd like you to both to tell me which is the better side and then which... <laughs> What Are we in a worse state now, or were we in a worse state then? So this was the team that lost to Bradford in 2019. Briscoe, Watkins, Hurl, Hanley, Lollahaya, Merrin, Myler, Sutcliffe, Petteru, Smith, McClelland, Newman, Samana Fanai, Cuthbertson, Parcel, Oledski, and Albert. And obviously the team yesterday was... Walker, Tyndall, Briscoe, Sutcliffe, Hanley, Caesar, Austin, O'Connor, Bentley, Martin, Oleksi, Leeming, Pryor, Dwyer, Smith, Gannon, and Donaldson. So I'll start with Laurie first. Which of those sides is strongest?
0: Ah, right. Um... <sighs>
1: Some players of. Have- in the same side, like Briscoe and such. It's, it's a
0: difficult one, isn't it? When you start thinking about it, but yeah, the other way to look at it is how bad would we both play? And ah, oh, do you know what? It's as awful. As it sounds. You look at that squad there. They that got beat Arsenal. Okay, you have the Hurricane and the Deadbeat. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you should say that the team played yesterday was much stronger. But all, yeah. I don't know. What do you reckon? Because I was struggling. <laughs> today. 20, went, which, which squad were better?
2: In an all-round situation, I think the current time feels a lot worse than then. And, and I, uh, for a couple of reasons, I think Dave further didn't get an entirely corporate cool pre-season, did he? He came in, if I remember rightly, it was sort of December, January time. And mm. we, we didn't get all the squad back till January. You know, they were... It was one of them back I think there was some international game as well. Remember So the squad were coming back in bits and pieces. And this could be a long-winded answer, guys, so apologies. I think why yes why yesterday was so disappointing is you're back to pre-season. We've got Rich on back. We looked fitter. Um you thought the squad looked better. I think it, I think it has to be yes I think it has to be yesterday in the current squad on the basis that you're just struggling to see. Um, I mean, you take players out of that, that, that side that lost at odds. So, you know, you might have Parcells and people like that. Or you'd, you'd, have, you'd have wanted a couple of them forwards on the bench yesterday, like your Cuffers or Suman and, and people like that. But I think just all round package, you look through the halfbacks we had out there yesterday, Yeah, our, our, our back row and loose forwards were, were pretty good. I, th- I think it has to be just a brilliant situation because. The squad to me is capable of far more than than, than, the, than the, we're getting yeah, out of them yeah, yeah. perhaps he could have said that back then as well but I think we didn't quite know if, uh, they've had a full preseason with the and, and for whatever reason's gone on behind the scenes he's obviously stepped aside and we, no we're not no doubt would to come on to that but I, I think it just the disappointment that you look here yeah, again you look through <laughs> the team you look through the squad we've got now and, and while I'm not saying we, we're capable maybe a mixing... Ultimately, we are Saints and Catalans at this moment in time. You, d- you do feel as if there should be a lot more getting brought out of this this lot than, than there is. Definitely. I, I was far more hopeful this time, going into this season, as I was yeah. when Ferner took over in, 20, in, in 2019. I, I wasn't sure. I, I reckon then possibly fourth fifth place and we might sneak playoffs and have a bit of momentum going into the playoffs this year. Again, maybe not expecting top two, but I certainly thought Wigan were on a rebuild. Warrington had a new coach, yeah. uh, yeah. cast new coach. Yeah, I, I I expected with the changes around the league. I thought, yeah, Rich has been in there a few years. He's brought, his, he's got who he wants in there now. We've got Rich back from Catalan. It it felt like a better fit this year, and I think that's why I I probably just side with this current lot because I thought of, I, I was expecting far more. I
1: think that's why it's so disappointing, you know, the signings we made at the start of the year and for us to be out of the cup Agar gone so early in the year and then I think I also did a vote on uh, sorry a poll on Twitter about asking whether which current predicament was was 2019 worse than what we're in now and the poll finished 2019, 23%, 2022, 76%. So, people obviously agree with us that the squad we've got now and the current predicament where they can't play and that's absolutely rubbish is worse than when Dave Ferner left us in, in in 2019, which I kind of agree with. But just as a side note, how the hell
0: did that squad at Bradford lose? Have <laughs> I mean, seen that squad? I <laughs> mean, it's even worse. Oh that my game, god. That, that game was so bad. I mean uh oh. <laughs> I just remember me and my friends going and getting quite drunk and then we realized we had been <laughs> terrible. Keep them all and i uh, I won't <laughs> <laughs> go into Shrinkarin. I, I, I mean I, I, face
1: know,
0: face. I know I know the,
2: sorry Laurie, I know I know for cast like beating Leeds is is like a a, mass, a massive it's still earthly odd soul doesn't it? It doesn't like yeah. even in that pre-season yeah. remember trailing at half time, you're like, Oh, I've got a lot of fans that are Bulls fans and I I can't be I can't can't we can't be losing to these again. Uh there's just that thing, it's not there anymore, is it? Which obviously a different a different issue. But I kept thinking Joe, not any time yesterday after about 15 minutes that I think we'd win. I think at odds so I kept the worst bit was thinking to myself but, but uh, Bradford are having a good patch after half time, they'll tire. And our quality will show and we'll put points on him in the second half and pull away. I kept thinking that right up to the last 15 minutes when I realised we were still dropping ball, we were still missing tackles. Teleport forward, and it's five years, what, three years later and we're
0: we're missing tackles, dropping ball and doing the same things again. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it's certainly uh, history repeating itself, isn't it? It's a bit strange. Yeah, Yeah, once
1: again, once again. So Richard Agar did leave the club this week um, we've kind of spoke about him for leaving or someone <laughs> replacing him probably since the very f- first match review panel but he has now gone he has now stepped down um, I believe he's still got some kind of role or he is taking some kind of role at Leeds so the question is now and I'll start with Tim simply because I think I've asked Lonnie about 27 times <laughs> uh, Tim who would you like to see become the next head coach for the Rhinos?
2: Who I'd like to and who I think will a lot of two different things, I think. Um, yeah, I, who I, I think, who, who, who would you like
1: and then who do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love a character like a Sean Wayne to come in. Um, really? I, I, it, it, to me, feels like it needs a complete up, branch up review of what's going on. Um, a cultural shift. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Um, Kev left what? nine months ago, were it middle of last season, once it, that Kev, Kev went to Leicester. Yeah. And wh- when he left, and whatever's gone on there, um, whatever we were promised that, you know, no one will come out in a book at some point, perhaps. Um, oh. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. We can review I, the book. I think <laughs> a little bit of our, what he was trying to build in terms of the ethic and the, the kind of all-round culture at Leeds went with him, if I'm honest. I think some of that's gone, When I mean, it's he's, he's such a, Maverick into Kev that he gravitates a bit of quality and everything about him is leads and and about the culture of the the place and stuff. And when something like that leaves, I think it does. It does have whether it be the right time for him. Obviously, it was. But it, to me, it just needs somebody coming in who's got that free reign. And it, it I think, we weighing It depends what happens with Rich because if if it's a case that he ends up ultimately in the director of rugby roll, then no, it won't be somebody like a Sean Wayne. Because he would want full control over the lot, and uh, and it depend and whether Ga- Gary would even pay the money to somebody like that. But I love I love somebody like that. It's a job for me for somebody like that. We're lead mm. dry knows. I'm I'm not being arrogant, but that job comes up. You'd like to think we're queuing around the block for it. Um, mm. the facilities, the the whole, you know, the what we've got going at the Kirkstall with the mm. academy and the. Even the roster of players you look through and you think, actually, you'd like to think somebody could have, do a half-decent job with that. Yeah, so, no, for me, I'd love, I'd love a Wainey character. Even even maybe, I've seen a lot of things about Smithy coming back. Uh, not entirely sure if that'll happen either. Um, And, and would it be as good second time round? They always say they don't they? Back, don't they? Um, yeah. so, so, I think I'd love a Wainey character. I think it needs something like that, but I don't think we'll get him. Um, I think we'll probably... I mean, obviously, there was a bit of news what it magazine links with a return um, I don't within hope so. the next couple of weeks. But in what, in what role is that? Is and that it... Oh, a couple of <laughs> six at the minute, could not he? Give him a shirt. What, and like, <laughs> give him a shirt. Give him a shirt. Give him a shirt. I think ultimately I think we'll, we'll end up with some... This sounds horrible. We'll end up with... It'll be somebody like your Ryan Cars. It'll be who's, who's got a very good reputation, you know, he, he has in his own right. He's, he's coaching people turn the nose at Matt Peets, didn't they? And I know we haven't seen exactly how it unfolds for Wigan this season, but when Matt Peets got, got, got named there as their head coach, even their own fans were like, Who's he? Um, yeah. so, so sometimes it's a reputation alone, these fellas need a chance. And if that's the case, I'll, also another name I'd say is maybe Danny Ward, but. It depends on what setup and what environment he's, he had. I think he did a great job at London, but in different circumstances, entirely different pressures as to what he'd come into at Leeds. Which, let's be honest, if he's not winning games after a couple, the, the South Stand are quite vocal, and already there's a bit of a, an issue there to get over in terms of the, the, the atmosphere with the club at the minute. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'll be something like that. Agar may be still be involved, and you may see magazine come back, but I don't think it'll be a, I don't think it'll be a show stopping name that, that people are maybe hoping for. Lally, who would you,
1: who would you like to see coming, Laws? Um, I can't
0: remember my doctor. Uh, Craig Bella <laughs> Yeah, uh, God, I'd be like, oh no, um, it's a tough one. <laughs> I think it's dependent on how deep uh, Gary Everington wants to get in his pocket, him and yeah. um, we, We've. I know this sounds awful, and I'm not slighting our past, but we. Ha- I think we've got to try and move on from the golden generation for our own sake. Uh, get somebody new, get somebody who wants to get a badge, but wants to change it. Just get somebody in like that. I genuinely... We. J.J.B.'s not going to be... I mean, there's been talk about J.J.B. staying for a little while, doing that. But yeah, but we need somebody. I would rather tomorrow, even if we have to pay for somebody, get somebody in, because we yeah. need to rescue the season now. And we can't we can't be messing about, because if we mess about, what's going to happen? Are we going to be... Look, instead of looking oh, down the table, we're going to be looking up at the table. And it will like, we, we need <laughs> to get it sorted right now, so I, I, pay money, get money out, just get somebody decent, you know. I, I think just... it, it's it's hard saying
2: it now when we're only in match
0: and we've got six
2: games into a long, into a long season that you, you, you're almost thinking, well, but if the guy that Gary Ever ultimately doesn't think he's out there now and we don't quite know what he's thinking and he just said, didn't he, that a blank sheet of paper, he had no time scale to it, Little bit concerning that that's the yeah, case. Um, very this bear in bear in mind that quite easily that with Rich being on a rolling contract that he was could have been by rights that Rich at the end of last season turned around and said and there were talk about it. Won't there were talk about Rich moving up to the director of rugby role that Kevin vacated. Yeah. So the very fact that we're starting this with a blank sheet of paper is a little bit worried and a bit of an indictment. I mean, Gary's done a lot of good for this club, but there's a, another yet again criticism that the planning post-2015 and the rest has been diabolical, to be honest, yeah. that yeah, we're yeah. now faced with a situation where head coach walks after six games and we're, starting, we're basically saying, again, no disrespect to Jonesy, but he's not head coach material, is he? He's a great fella, and he, and, and no doubt he's a, he's a good assistant. He's, he, I'm not saying he's technically, but he's, he's, he's not who you thought after six games would be our head coach. And why not Longy? You know, when they gave it to Jay Jones in his week, would it, did did that come in conversation that it might give it to Sean Long instead? I'm not saying he deserved it, back, because I think Sean Long's escaped a bit of criticism, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the only thing is, I, I think I said this earlier in the week, if the fella isn't available who ultimately Gary wants the, right now and and somebody that is willing to pay big bucks for now to get him out of whatever contract they're in. But potentially are in the in, in the end of the season. Does he go for somebody like a Paul Anderson? And and some fans, some sections of fans are going to say, absolutely not. What credentials has he got? Absolutely. But not. I tell you what, he, what he does do, just till end of the I'm not talking about a three-year contract. I'm not saying get him in. You know, long. T- All I'm saying is that that fella has got a track record working the young place because he does it for England. He's he got a to the top of the league. I just think it's it, we can go two ways on this, and and maybe ultimately it will be something like Iron Cars, Danny Ward, people like that. But I I just think you know there's Flanagan out in Australia as well who did a great job at Cronulla, but um, a little bit of a patchy record with 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 certain things that happened to him there. Um, it, it's a difficult one. That, yeah, I yeah, I just think do do we go now and try and overpay? Do we pay now to get some of the out and contracts. If the right fellows there for it, then absolutely we need. We need. I don't disagree, Laurie. If it needs the right person, is, is needed now, not 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 later on. But it's whether they're available, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's that and the appointment of the of the head the new head coach. The appointment of the new head coach becomes more and more critical as each game goes by. Yeah, yeah. And the the loss just- <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, the loss yesterday has made the appointment of the new head coach so critical now that, because let's be honest, we've got Saints next. They're going to batter us. They're going to absolutely muller us. So then again, it becomes even worse. And everyone's thinking, oh, God, all the fans are thinking, oh, are pulling their hair out if they've got any left, saying, oh, no, this is, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And then people looking out, coaches have been looking over thinking, well, look, Look at that squad of players that we've just reeled off on a that any coach worth anything would look at that squad and think, I can get a tune out of them.
0: They should be able to though. That's it. Ideally, we've got the squad on paper that should be competing. And definitely not got the leadership. And it's again whether it's from the the culture or whether it's from the you know the actual coaching side, but I mean it was bad enough going? Oh yeah! I don't think I can get much out of this. So I'm not, you know, and he were basically out himself. <laughs> yeah. That is instantly yeah, the thing of get yeah. out now, you know. Just, oh. the club, yeah. Anyway, yeah. and <laughs> quick, yeah.
1: Someone quick, please, Gary. Just get someone in to try and steer the ship because it's heading straight for that iceberg. I think mark. the other
2: thing is just a point to make: on, it does involve a coach. The next appointment's critical for a lot of reasons, but not least because we have got some absolutely talented young players who will no not tr- want to spend the next two or three years shuffling around the lower end of the Super League. Mm-hmm. For all that for all you Newman's and you mix and those fellas are, are leads and they've come through and, you know, this and that, it, at the end of the day, they're absolutely, they'll they, they want to make their own way in the game. And that, so, in order to keep hold of those players, in order to keep hold of those players, you, you can expect loyalty so far but ultimately, boys like that are going to attract attention. Gannon throw his name in there as well. Um, are going to attract attention from clubs who can not only pay the money but chase the silverware every year. And I think for that reason alone, we can't be we can't just sit back on our laurels and think, well, it's all right because Newman's a lead. lad. he'll stay? He'll stay for five or six years, no matter who head coaches. But oh, I think play, he strikes me as the sort of player who will want to play in a winning team or a team that's at least going to challenge for a. A super league or a grand final, and at the minute that's not happening, it could happen. I, yeah. I do think the, the bones are there of the squad to be able to get us far higher up the tail than we are at the moment. But I don't think we can underestimate that just simply think that these lads will give us five, six years of their best years simply yeah. because we're leads. And we, that, that the next coach is important for that reason that they'll they want to a, turn us into a side that's capable of challenging Saints, Catalan, Wigan, the rest because um, our record against them teams over the last three or four years must be appalling um, mm. and, and also nurture the lads to turn them into the players we think they can be
1: yeah and that they deserve to be they deserve nurturing by a quality yeah, yeah. coach bringing a quality coach yeah. in will make them think right this is it this this, this could be the guy that could put yeah. our season around and our, our fortunes going forward for years and years to come well that's enough on lead Rhinos we'll put them to bed yeah Peppers. If you've just listened. We've just ripped leader Rhinos apart for about an hour. Um, we'll now turn our attention to one of the bigger talking points shortly sure this week. Um, Will Price and Will Price's tackle on I think it was Connor Wynn. Uh, mm-hmm. versus, I'm assuming you both saw this tackle,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: What he got, um, he got a 10 game bang. Um, Laurie, did Did you agree with the ten game ban? Did you think it should have been less? Did you think it should have been more? How how did you see this one?
0: I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. I thought it was spot on. I generally thought it was dangerous tackle. uh, Could have broke his neck. Yeah. Uh, um, Literally, we've got that is one thing we have to stamp out. Get doing those sort of tackles. Have to. Um, So yeah, right call, right ban. Move on. The both with each other on Twitter. Yeah. Sorted for me, but I agree. Yeah, 10 game Bam was right.
1: I'm absolutely astounded. Sorry, Tim, before we come to you, I'm absolutely astounded so I'm that it was Connor Wynn, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely astounded that Connor Wynn did not get injured
0: yeah.
1: from that tackle. I don't know if he's made of elastic or he's indestructible. I just do not know how that has been dropped literally on his head. At such force and he's come away unscathed how did you see it tim
2: i think firstly you, you, you've sort of touched on it i think we've just got to be great like thankful that connor wins not seriously hurt. um a centimeter either direction and that could be end the career or even worse so i yeah. think the first things to say on that is, is that he's, he's up and about and I, I don't know if he played at the weekend i expect to have a concussion mm-hmm. when he so i wouldn't imagine he played yeah um you know, I think it's. I, I agree with Laurie. I think ten games are actually right. I, I know people were calling for far more. Um, people were calling for less, saying that Will Price is that sort of lad, and you hear that all the time, don't you? You know, it doesn't you know, matter. He does but he's something. done it. it doesn't. Absolutely not. But you know, hear he, it all the time, don't you? Well, he's not that sort of lad. He not mean it, to yeah. do it. I think <laughs> what crossed my mind. I, 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 yeah, I watched. I watched it again um, when you when you tweeted out. You you, you were going to talk about it. There must have been a point during the tackle where Price thought, "This, I can let him go. i will still yeah. affect the tackle, but I can let him go and put and get him and and let him go safely." I think the reason for me why the band spot on and possibly lucky won't a couple more is because instead of doing that, and I know in the heat of the moment, like, I understand, but he carried over and then added his own body weight to the top of it and then put the foot in Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, that's that's where the talk of he's not that sort of... That goes out him, but It It could have been a couple more simply for the fact he, he possibly had a chance to bail out of it and put him down safe and protect him. But he, he didn't and he, and he drove him fully into the ground. I, I just think, you know, like you touched on it, Laurie, I think you, you summed it up really well. Um, two lads have met... There are obviously no hard feelings between the two. Price will learn huge. He's a great talent, so let's just not yeah. beat him up about it as well. I think that's fair to say. He's, he's obviously a kid with a lot of potential and he's got, let's be honest, he's got a good obviously good role model and his dad around to help him through the next few weeks because he'll miss playing. So, But he's got to learn. You can't, you can't pick a fella up like that, dump him on the head. And, and, and where we talked this year about some ridiculous bans for, you know, some of the things that have had three or four game bans and, even one game or two game bans for this season, but this is a in any season in any in any competition, this is a dangerous tackle and for me the right the right the right ban, and yeah. the both the for either they walked away with one with a ban and one with a, a thankfully not a career threatening or like no injury.
1: Yeah. I think that was the biggest surprise. Bloody hell, absolutely amazed they came. <laughs> come out it without any 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 serious injuries at all um, just moving on back to the rhinos quickly uh, we released was it five four or five new retro shirts this week um, what do you make of these Laurie do you think this is a good idea from the club to go down the retro route and to release these shirts and what did you make of the shirts that they have released this week
0: Uh Retro is always good, but the worrying thing is I've got quite a few of these anyway. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, in school, I was like, "Oh, um, no, I fit a very good." Thing. I know. The worrying thing is, I, I the '98 uh, ones. I've actually got the yellow one; it still fits me from being a teenager. I mean, that's bloody nice. hell! your awesome. doing all right. Hey, uh, <laughs> I was in fact. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> um, I keep I didn't get the whole one, so I'm thinking, oh, the whole looks all right. I'm not too keen on the um red one because, um, without the just because you know, it's I, red, <laughs> no, I liked it, no, not the shirt and all that, but without the sponsors and. Without a
2: sponsor, yeah,
0: it yeah. So, great. So. yeah, it's not a great one, but um, no, great idea. I do think it's a great idea. People going, oh, more kits and stuff, yeah, but these retro things we've been all asking for them for ages, exactly.
1: And yeah, they
0: are nice, and like I say, the um, I mean, the seven one, I think, I mean, I, I must be. I like that design when it came out. I was like, wow, that's quite striking. That looks totally different to any sort of kit that any yeah, yeah. sporting nice. club had. So yeah, I mean, um fair play so all good. Um like I say, I mean they're not I think uh that yellow one is really nice or so the uh oh it's more cream, isn't it? But yeah, uh you know, the ninety seven, what a god. If you could compare that team, to one, but let's not. <laughs> um, but no, um I do think great great idea, great idea by the club, and I think it's um I think uh, some very nice designs, so to speak. Tim? Yeah. Uh,
2: can't this, I mean, it always these things, you get the, oh, not another shirt, but I think there's a, there's a little bit of a market for the retro thing. Isn't I think I there think yeah, always will be. It's, I'm nice for the fans that weren't around or following the team at that time to be yeah. able to <laughs> get in on a bit of that, because unless you go on eBay you're not, uh, and you're looking to find the right size, you, you're not going to get the original. So um, I like I like the, I like the the cream away one I think that that was a an interesting shirt. Um yeah Paul I, Sterling I, I just, that
1: shirt. yeah yeah I've I, I no player. problem
2: with the idea. I think they look like for two years running now I think the club have done pretty good at selecting which ones they've, they've put out. Uh, yeah I do. We've had we've had some we've had I mean the colours are the home colours are always quite classy anyway Out, we've not we've you'd have to be you'd have to be quite bad to pick a, a horrendously bad home shirt. But it's nice to see him throw some of the, the sort of more favourable away ones in as well. I agree with the black and red. It looks looks great if that they've had the, the logo on, the were it Carlin wouldn't it? Yeah, tarot, yeah. Family, yeah um you know, but obviously not going to happen now. Could they put something else there? I, I, it probably wouldn't have had the same feel, would it so I think we have that in some ways that that spoiled it a bit, but obviously we're in newer times where you're not going to have, you know have a, a beer on the front of your shirt. Um but yeah, just, just no, no issue by the club doing it. Timing's always interesting with these things, isn't it? And you know, club have had a little bit of criticism about the for releasing the Sunday midnight specials a couple of <laughs> days after a resounding defeat, which has not gone down great. Um, when really, the, some of the things you'd like to sell are a couple of the squad, perhaps. But um,
1: <laughs> yeah, discount uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I just laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. But no, oh, he's, he's, he's a freebie. <laughs> yeah, free from a to home, Bodeen Thompson. <laughs> like a Boston, yeah. Get a free yeah. shirt and a Bodeen. Free yeah. shirt and a
1: Bodeen Thompson. Yeah, yeah. For no yeah. but, but no, but no, that's it. Great. I think,
2: I think the fans get behind stuff. Don't right? I? Do I do? Yeah. I
1: think I think uh, I think it was Lory that said it. Oh, you used to can't remember who said it. Sorry, but it's great for those people who haven't lived that era. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, each shirt now nineteen ninety seven and talking decades and decades, you know, kids. Oh, so it's yeah. like, they, I know, <laughs> we're, getting we're getting really old, aren't we? Uh, it's like, for, for those, you know, they might look at a shirt online or see Scowy playing in one or, yeah, you know,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. And Mac and think, oh, that's a great shirt, that, and talking to the parents or the big brothers or big sisters about it and, the, and then when they see it on Twitter and social media, they're like, oh, that's that shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can, I can tap that now. I also think that, there is i there's, there's, there's I think it's a rugby league thing, isn't it they always release loads of merchandise and loads of shirts. But I've always been of the impression that rather than moaning saying, Oh, another shirt, just don't buy it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. There is that.
2: It's, yeah. it's a simple yeah, I, think. <laughs> I think the pressure comes with having kids though, does not it? And and luckily yeah. uh a bit my daughter plays um you know, for community club but I'm not under pressure every time to bring a shirt out. She says, I want that. Um, but some parents, I think that's where it becomes difficult is that you show your kids these things and they, all, they want the next one. I think what, I think we do sometimes overdo it on the actual season replica. So we, we, we have a mm. home and away shirt and then we bring out a magic shirt, don't we are. You know, mm. you, you wonder what, they have to bring out an alternative one because the away one doesn't quite work in certain games where you've got teams with less contrasting kits. So, there's a little bit of that where the club may yeah. get points. But a lot of it's contractual, isn't it, with, with Oxen? and when they, when they decide yeah. they're going to release shirts, it's it's not necessarily... I think that was the issue. We released that pink one, wasn't it? We're we playing yeah. it at Wakefield, I think. Yeah. You know, Oxen will have picked it like two or three months ago when that shirt was going to get released, probably before they knew we were going to play in it. Um, yeah. You, you
1: can't blame the club for that. we actually actually in that shirt. We should wear it again. Yeah,
2: we'll we wear it every week. We'll yeah. Yeah. wear it again. wear <laughs> it on uh, Friday,
1: though. We'll, that's the problem. We'll have to wear it on Friday. So. Yeah. And in terms of future retro shirts, if that makes sense, what kind of shirt, classic shirts would you like them to release again? I'd love them to do. And I think they could because there's no, there's no sponsors on it as such. The 1983... Book Booker yeah, yeah. type. It was just a plain like, you know, dude, long dude. sleeve blue. Yeah, that to me is it is the best ever leads. Lead And I think they could do that because like people are saying like, with with the older stuff they're doing now, and the you know the the beer or whatever on the logos, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. to get older them and because whether they exist or they just don't have the rights. I think they should go more. I think they should go really retro. You know, to like the. Yeah, yeah, 60s, yeah. 70s, 80s, where there, there isn't much sponsorship apart from the um, actual shirt design. Yeah. What kind of shirts would you like like to see, guys, in future?
0: Uh, the Millennium Award were quite good. The 99. I think yeah, that was, like nice. was yeah, such yeah. a great design. Again, that's another one with like, alcohol, isn't it? With Tetley's up front and ASICs, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I, 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 I was trying to think of, I'm just been thinking now of uh, classics, but I mean, we've had some shockers, but... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, classics is a little bit awkward. I mean, who's ever going to forget that uh, classic 2006 V... Blue and Amber V shirt. Jeez. that, oh, God, that is a stinker, yeah. that. That was awful. <laughs> I refused to stinker. buy it. all the silver ones, the uh, away shirt, because the yeah. away shirt were much not...
1: Yeah, it was.
0: So, yeah, um, but... no, I, Yeah, uh, 99 won for me. Tim? I think this is probably going to be a little bit... Popular, but the,
2: we had an away one. I think it was about ninety-eight, something like. That's why we're like a burgundy and navy. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I, like, yeah.
1: Myself, yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: I, I think that I, te- I think we were sponsored by Tetleys at the time. So, albeit that could be on the on the shirt now, um, it's it's still it still would look all right without. It. It's not quite as bad as obviously detrimental as the. Is the red and black one with, with no Carlin logo on there, so I think mm. I go for something. The, I think in a way, one just because they are quite unique in their own season, aren't they? But yeah, yeah. I know yeah. the club like to do it when there's a, a reason for bringing it out, like we had a good cup run or won a cup or whatever. But yeah, I think that that burger the enervant, which might prove universally unpopular because the people, if they like the pink ones, that were right, device it People said, No, I don't, I don't like them, and mm. I'm sure they'll be retro, it won't be long, will look before we see the ones? Oh, god. I know, that's what i was thinking. 2003, 2004, turning up yeah, with retro shirts. That's when I'm
1: really old. I know. Surely now, 2004. Could be retro, couldn't it, really? What's the
2: cut-off? What's off the fairiness? retro?
1: off There you do. Pants on post. <laughs> God. 18, If they yeah, really? yeah, <laughs> start bringing out 2004 and 2011 <laughs> <laughs> shirts, oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, that's
2: years my old, dad, dad,
1: yeah. yeah. My dad told me oh. all about this shirt. Oh, no getting old that
2: will fall soon because that was obviously the first time we won't our final wasn't it so that'll be that'll be out in the next couple of years if they continue doing it year on year you can bet in the next year or two that we're saying 2004 can be doing the end of retro year do
0: you want a really scary thought by the way you do realise that I was looking this up uh, uh, last year Jack Sinfield was only born a month before the uh, 2004 grand final
1: oh my god <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cheers! Sorry, my that, boys. <laughs> oh my and, uh, God, that scared me. Sorry. 2004,
1: a month before. Yep. How can someone born in the year 2004 be playing professional rugby league?
0: Realise that <laughs> people, person was going. How old are you guys? And everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. Uh, so. Um, something else happened, we kind of touched on it, or Laurie did earlier on in the podcast, this weekend in Leeds. It was Josh Warrington versus Kiko Martinez. Josh is a Leeds fan, Rhinos and United. is also had a fight at Headingley, which ended very prematurely, unfortunately. Laurie, you went to the fight, I believe.
0: Oh, yes, yes. It
1: looked amazing atmosphere-wise on the telly. Um, obviously, Josh won, spoiler alert for anyone, uh, that's not seen the result. <laughs> yeah. Um Laurie, tell us all about your day, your night at the uh boxing and Josh's oh, performance.
0: Hi. Um it uh, was superb. Uh, I mean, I was I- at the in on um Friday. Oh wow. You? Um, you could tell there was a, there was a right air of confidence, not cocky confidence, but you could tell he'd looked, he sounded like he you know he was up for it. And the moment he walked out into the arena last night, you just instantly knew it was like Something's going to go on here, you know. You kind of realize that he yeah. wanted it. The atmosphere, the whole arena was just, I'm, I mean, I've been to here, yeah. yeah. The atmosphere was electric, and um, I mean, first round, you were all over him, so it was a bit like, oh, this is going to go well, but no, it was great atmosphere. There was. I mean, it was something nice to cheer about in Leeds. I mean, you know, yeah, was cheers for the last, you know, a little bit. So no, it was good, but he's, um, I mean, he's a great representation for Leeds. I think he's a really mm-hmm. good lad. So uh, fair play to him; and he deserved it. But yeah, um, great night. And I was at the Headingley event last year, and of that finished quite prematurely. But um, yeah, it was when um, yeah when he, well, when he has his nights in Leeds, it's just electric. It's absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, but nice to see him fight Headingley again. <laughs> Off the back of yeah. that prematurely.
0: But the only problem was the headingly infrastructure in the ground were terrible uh without oh. sorry club. yeah there were like hour and a half queues for beer there was not enough people serving they put the prices up on everything um yeah it was not it wasn't the greatest experience at any it was nice don't get me wrong but yeah the uh facilities and everything were terrible really they one really? the success yeah one of my mates had to like queue for about nearly two hours just to get a drink and stuff like obviously and then a lot of people uh, they didn't they didn't realize
1: <laughs> yeah for two hours for a beer and he'd walk back up to his seat and everyone's gone. Like, it's finished. <laughs> I think that nearly happened actually. Yeah, um, you know, literally, you uh, joking.
0: Didn't order enough bearing. so whoever was running it, like they were running out of ground. Which, oh which my foolish. god, yeah, it was there was some real horror stories from that day, so yeah, it, it was good. But I think if we we're doing events like that, I do think it needs to be a little bit better. Run show, say. So.
1: Did you watch it? Did you watch the fight, Tim?
0: I'm gonna be honest,
2: I can't really beat that. No, um. I, I didn't. Um, I'm not. A, I do like me boxing, but I, not, I won't profess to be an expert on it. Obviously, just a, a, a great story for the city in general. Obviously, he's, I, I, I don't know a lot about the fellow he was fighting, but I, you know, to, to to knock him out with it seventh round. Yeah, it's seventh round stop. Seventh yeah. uh, round. Yeah. yeah. Still, uh Still. Did I read somewhere today that Warrington got a broken jaw in fight? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's it's a yeah. So, you know. Yeah. It's a, no matter sort of my boxing knowledge is about exactly. well. you. But exactly, I'll bounce you on that. But I think, I think certainly in terms of his, you know, ability to overcome that and then knock the lad out seventh round. I think you know, great, great result for him. And I believe that opens up now some really good options for him in terms Big of where fight. he fights next. Um, obviously, he's in, he's in Hearn's stable, and is he, is yeah, yeah. side to Hearn, yeah, Matt Truman yeah. So obviously, hopefully, Eddie can open a few doors for him and they can get a, a big world title fight in Leeds or somewhere like that, which would be great for the city. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully by then, Rhinos might have picked up as well. Sorry, well,
1: I it- brought it back <laughs> round again, I'm sorry. That was fine. <laughs> fine. Nice <laughs> wrap up. Well done, Josh. Uh, as I say, he's a, he's a Rhinos fan. He's a United fan, so he'll do us. Right, just to finish the podcast, as we always do, we will open the mailbag and um, get your questions and I'll ask the guys here who can uh, answer them as well. So the first question is from Bryony. It's not a question, really. It's a bit of a statement. And Brian says, I just feel so depleted when it comes to the Rhinos. Only a proven head coach can lift our spirits. Kind of touched on that, especially Tim when he said we might need someone like Sean Wayne to come in and kind of um, give us a, a lift and some, something a bit different to what we've usually seen with the, some ex-players and things. And Jack asks... Where are, uh, sorry, can you please ask the panel where are our young halfbacks? Why don't we produce young halfbacks? Why are any coming through our academy? It's a good point because you think we touched on Jordan Lilly I think he's the last one to really kind of get a go that's come through the academy. Obviously, we've got Jack Seanfield now, but even prior to that, I suppose it was because of the dominance of, of the three you know, Kev, Danny and, and Rob there. But we don't seem to produce them that often, do we, Laurie? Is that is that an issue you think the club needs to look at? Do we need a specialist kind of halfback coach who, who, whose job it is just to produce halfbacks for us? Something uh, like that?
0: Let's think let's about this. We have a halfback who is a coach. No, let's be honest. It's good. A really good point. Um, it, it depends on the talent, I suspect. But if I mean,
1: can we create if, them
0: if it's in a
1: lab? It's just, <laughs> right.
0: uh, I mean, we from Danny McGuire's blood, <laughs> it's coming through, you know. But anyway, no, it's um, it's a good question. I'm not sure it might just be a case of generate, maybe you know, it could mm-hmm. be um, an overall thing that might, it might not be leads, you know. In case of Leeds produces better forwards. I don't know. It's it's a good question mm. actually. I'm not sure. I can't give you an answer. I, I know it sounds awful, but it yeah. might have just be. Yeah.
1: Tim, what are your thoughts on it? Why aren't we producing oh, I any mean, halfbacks?
2: It's difficult. I think maybe this is where a little bit of the complacency came in. So we had we had the luxury of carrying a year of over, didn't we? After yeah. Kev finished. Or a couple of years, I think maggie Maggi did. We oh, yeah. finished 2016, didn't we? maggie played in 17 grand final like with last game on like, it for Leeds, um, I think. So, maybe, maybe we just took his eye off in terms of what we're coming through. I think as well, because the longevity of those guys was so much that we've actually seen some promising halfbacks, just a bit like Job and Lily's. it? It's a big responsibility playing halfback for Leeds, isn't it? And I think it's, it's difficult and Jordan Lilly came into a team. well, to be honest, Burrow oh, and, and Sinfield had, had periods when we weren't successful. Um, had to ride it out a bit. A bit of criticism. Sin, Sinfield got a lot in his early career, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he did. So it's 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 difficult, one um, such a key position. There a dime. we we keep looking like we're gonna, you know, we brought Cal Mclellan mm. back. and thought that might be one that we yeah. could put in ready made had a bit of time in Union, done his, done his stuff at Cass, just didn't work. Um, then we went off and got Gailey back, which everyone thought, you know, he'll do us for a couple of years until we can, you know, get S- Sinfield we'll come up and come in. He can work with him. Can, you know, hopefully there's a bit of a crossover there. Yeah. It, it's, it's such a difficult one. And a lot of, a lot of clubs go on by, don't they? It, 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 I mean, Saints are, Saints are, are well versed in that position, aren't they? They've got, an embarrassment to riches really to the extent where Theo Fars, who arguably now you could turn around and say that's, I mean, it's all, it's all, you know, what could have been into it, but you look at something like a Fars and think what a good fit he might have been at Leeds. Um, oh, you know, it, yeah, I don't know if there's a, a, a specific answer to it really.
1: No, I don't, but I, I do think that we, we, the club must be aware of who they're producing and, the thinks good enough and so I, I don't know jack it's it's a fantastic question but mm, great, great. who are answer you know we could discuss that all night but i do think we do lack them but where they're going to come from i have absolutely no idea the next question is from s and they ask quite tongue-in-cheek but which championship ground are you most looking forward to visiting next year <laughs> i suppose in a sense Tim, Laurie, what's your what's your favourite
0: championship ground? Uh, Halifax.
2: Yeah, i a bit of a toss up between Halifax and Batley. I think, and Batley, not for the fact that it's a it's a fantastic ground, but I just think it's it's a bit unique. It's got the slope on it, and and yeah. it's a bit of an old school way. Eh? I did be level two um end the last season, and I, I had to, I had to go over to Featherstone for that. That's a a Tight, nice, you know, tight knit little ground as well. That generates a pretty good atmosphere. Um, so I've been a theft quite a few times. Well, Leeds playing there as well, so yeah, yeah. and yeah, than the M3, really. Um, just hopefully we don't have to do a whole tour. I suppose one one ground we won't mention probably is odd so won't we? Um, we're no, a we're championship not. club now, <laughs> an established championship club. Um, you know, I can't, can't see you know, of a bit. Bit of a, a ramshackle now, innit? all of a there's a lot, of, a lot of talk even by their own fans out there about the standard of that that place. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, a... I think Fax and Batley for me would be the two.
1: Yeah, and I agree with Lolly. Halifax best grounding better than some Super League grounds. Oh. Uh, Mark asks, food-related questions are really big. On I don't know why people just love sending <laughs> us food questions. <laughs> and Mark was on the podcast last week, and he, he had loads of food questions, so he's asking us. A food questions and he asks bacon butties, white bread, brown bread, or seeded, So how, what bread do you like your bacon butty in? For me, it just has to be white bread, just a classic bit of butter, bit of brown sauce. Bacon butty. How do you like your bacon butty,
0: Laurie? Um uh, I I can't touch white bread, so it has to be brown bread for me. I I uh white bread upsets for me. So uh brown bread, bit of Tommy sauce, jobs are good and Tim, uh, yeah, white.
2: Tommy sauce. I shouldn't have white, so I have had to start having. Uh, I've had to start having brown, but it, it's not the same. So it, classic, classic sandwich. It have to be in a white one.
1: Just a classic. There you go, man. Nice and classic. Uh, Roundy Rhino asks, "What scope is there for a mini mid-season clear-out, Is talking about in terms of the squad, similar to when we binned off part partway through his contract. So essentially, I suppose that question is should we try to get rid of some of these players as early as possible? And if so, who? Tim.
2: Um it's difficult because we don't quite know. Obviously, Gailey left. Galey left a big gap in the in the in the wages. However, I think I tweeted this earlier. We we then filled a bit of that by signing you Newman's up to long-term. Broadbent got a new deal. A couple of the other right. young boys got yeah. one. Gannon, I think, got one, didn't he? Um, yeah. it, I don't know how much money's left, so it's difficult. Somebody like a Thompson, who... It seems like we've picked on him a bit tonight, and, and maybe that's a little bit unfair, because none of the pack have really covered themselves in glory this season. But I think with the comments he made... To be honest, I didn't have a massive... I know a few fans who made some comments about... St- Keeping his options open for the end of the season and maybe going home if that's what his wife said, and you've got to respect that. I mean, we forget he was at Toronto before he came to us, and he had all of what happened at Toronto. And um, if, but he's not the sort of player you're going to offload to free up a lot of cap spaces. He's not. He, he's, he's probably not going to be on a fortune at Leeds. Um, You'd be him off
1: just for the quarter spot, wouldn't you, Tim?
2: Yeah, I think so. That'd be that'd be the only thing is whether. We have we have the money still there and you could you could get a quota spot get by getting rid of somebody like a Thompson. That'd be that'd be the only thing. I can't see there being a lot of wiggle rooms, to be honest. Um and do you know I don't entirely think we're in that same situation. I generally don't, and I might be overly optimistic, but I actually think there's there's enough here. It just needs the right fellows whoever that be to sort the, the the attitudes out, maybe, maybe identify who are the, the bad eggs if there are there. And how best to to deal with that. But it, I'm not sure there's a load of... Plus, it's got to be the right play to bring in, not it? And the market's difficult midway through a season. It, you, you can start recruiting for the following season when players start coming under out of, you know, towards out of contract. But it, it's so difficult in a cap sport, isn't it? To, 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 to have a load of wriggle room mid-season. It's difficult. Yeah. Laurie?
0: Uh, yes, we can get rid of players, and sooner the better. Get Thompson out. Sorry, Claudine. Um, I didn't think your comments were very good, uh, very good last week. Um, there's a uh, the thing is, I think we probably do need to get some players in, get another forward in, but again, it's capping it, and um, it's a tricky one. But we've got to do uh, well, we shouldn't go out just to the sake of going out, and getting someone, but we do need to strengthen very quickly. Um, but yeah, I won't quite as extreme as what we did in 2019, but I need to improve very quickly. So, well, we do need to improve some areas. I Definitely. mean, the, the, just the other thing to sort of
2: quickly manage where we are with time. Is it? Is it not? There may be, there may be some gems in the championship. We've be, we've been there before, and so have other clubs, haven't they? They've yeah. we've dipped in, we've had our and we've had others come out of a, a championship where that that competition gets better year on year. Um, you know, it, it would be interesting whether there's a an unearthed gem kind of in that. I know some fans would go well, unproven at Super League level, but to be quite honest, where we are at the moment, you'd say you'd say it. there's not a lot to lose really. Yeah, exactly. Um, you yeah. know, there a lot of talk about uh, Gale, were not there? A uh, fev winger coming. Yeah. A lot of rumor about that at the end of last season. I'm not entirely sure a winger is particularly what we need. But then, who knows? We we'll have to see what's going to happen there. He, he does. I know his injury record don't look great. Then there's other question marks about his attitude in general, isn't there? And is he going to be another one of those like Greg Eastwood who gets halfway through a season and says, "I'm homesick, boys. I want to go home." I, yeah. I don't know.
1: We'll find out as soon as he gets playing. Like <laughs>
2: yeah. Getting off <laughs> field.
1: <laughs> yeah, get him on the field first there, yeah, and then we can take it from there. Um, Andy Walker asks, do you think Gale was right walking out of training last year? Well, I'll answer this one first. And the answer to that, Andy, is no, absolutely not. Whether Gale had it out with Agar because he thought his tactics were rubbish or if Agar said to Gale he thought he were rubbish, that's fine. You have it out like I think it was Tim that said, you know, you don't mind players and management arguing because that's kind of expected in a way. Like, you know, If there are disagreements because you're playing rubbish, what's completely unacceptable is to just walk out of training. Um, you have to be a professional. It's what you're paid for. should be a pleasure to wear the blue and amber of the Rhinos. And for him to be the captain of the side at the time, which he was because he was stripped of captaincy, off the back of this, for him to think it's acceptable to walk out of training—no, I don't think he was right at all. Whether he was right with regards to Agar's tactics and whatever the the, the club were doing and the the players and things—maybe so—but to walk out of training, an absolute massive no-no for me. How did you see this one, Lolly?
0: Um, you've just said everything I could have actually possibly say. Uh, so yeah, no, well done, great speech. <laughs> no, honestly, mate, uh, it was now spot on. Um, no, nah, I, I mean, obviously, we don't know quite what fully went on. I mean, there's been rumours, mm. but yeah, I think you need a book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's one of those. It's just move on. Well. Yeah, you can't walk out on your team, and he did. No matter what stage, whether it be on the field in a game or whether it be you know in training, you can't do that. It's not fair on your teammates and also you let yourself down more than out as well. So yeah. But yeah. Um
2: not absolutely agree with you two in terms of not the right approach to take to walk out you out on training. Um however, the only thing I'll say and I think I said this earlier on was he just starting to sense a little bit of this? Because it happened after Sinfield left in it, on it back end of the season, wasn't it? There weren't many games left. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. I'm just wondering whether Gailey just sensed that there were a little bit of dropping in standards by some that thought now Kevin gone that Rich didn't quite have that grasp of it, whether it's the head coach's job or not. I, I, for me, it probably is, if it's a team ethic thing and if it's a work rate thing, it has to fall on the head coach for me. But um, whether he was hinting at stuff that was going on and he just didn't do it in the right way, that's possibly the only thing I'd say. I, I don't think he should have walked out on him. I think that it, Rich handled that pretty well. I think if he'd have dealt with it any other way, he'd have looked a bit weak. Um, but I do wonder what gear they were hinting at. Whether it, was, was it just playing stuff or was it other things as well? And let's be honest, we've heard him on Sky. We've heard him in interviews at Leeds. He's not frightened to tell people what he thinks. And, and there's definitely a story to be told there. I think he's hinted at that, hasn't he, on, on Sky at points yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. Mm. We need a book, Luke. Thank you. The next question's from Reese. He's one of our regulars. He's coming up on a, a, a podcast in a week or so's time. And he asks... Would Leeds have beaten any of the championship teams that played in this round of the Challenge Cup? So, in terms of championship teams, I think it were Sheffield, Barrow and Whitehaven? Any, any
2: of the
1: uh, champions? Fev? Fevster, yeah. Would, um, so I suppose my question to you, Tim, is would Leeds have beaten all those should they have played them yesterday? Ooh. I think Fev would have given us a bloody...
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't have wanted to have to play Feb away. away, to be honest. No, um, I
1: reckon these, these guys would have...
2: That would have been on telly. That would have been on telly. would assume been on telly. I mean, uh, pre-season friendlies are what they are, but again, second half, because probably didn't it. Uh, no, I, I think the confidence Feb were playing with it, look how close they took Catalan, who have, have yeah. had a markedly better start to the season than we have. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I, I wouldn't want to play Feb. The others... We could have played awfully and probably still won. Um yeah. no, this Barrow maybe. I I'd say I haven't seen the game, but from all the comments kind of post match by saying it, it sounded right. like the gave Udersfield a far better game than the scoreline no. suggested. Um I think I think there were a couple of opportunities they had just after half time, I heard if they'd converted a couple of them they might have they might have put some, some more pressure on Othersfield. But so maybe back, going up going up there at Barrow, um, with our current predicament would have been a very, very tricky one. Mm. Sheffield, you thought, comfortable. But yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been confident in, in either way. I, I think it were, we are in that state at the moment where you look at any game and you can't be 100% com- confident we're going to we are gonna win. We might play well in the first half, but like we saw at Wakey, we, 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 we're very capable of self-employed in ourselves in 20-minute in, in, in spells by, by which we lose all control of a game we should win by, by yeah. comfortably.
0: So, yeah, not confident really. I think um, we would have struggled big time. Um, I was at um, Halifax, Pemberton in a couple of rounds ago, and oh, absolutely destroyed Halifax. And even then, I was like thinking they look a good team. Um, I think Barrow would have done us over today. I mean, there were a lot, yeah. They they were camped on Huddersfield's line for quite a long time, yeah, in the mm-hmm. and, and they played really well. And they looked confident. That was another point. They had a lot of team spirit which, obviously, we don't. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, it was, I, yeah, I think, do you know what? I think we'd have struggled against most of them. And that sounds horrible. I think we would have done.
1: Yeah, I reckon feather way. I reckon if we'd have played, well, the probably older we would have played exactly like we did yesterday, but I think Fev would have definitely beat us yesterday away.
0: Easily.
1: Uh, I reckon the rest of them and Feather at home, I reckon we could... Balo did play well today. But I do think we'd have just enough to um, to get past them. The next question is from JS, and they ask, "You're getting food in the ground. So, what's the one meal you'd get and another that you'd avoid in the ground?" Um, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, what's uh, what's your choice of what in in Headingley We'll say what what choice of what's your choice of meal, Laurie? should
0: you the, uh, pies, are, uh, the State pies the Wilson steak pies are nice yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they're good um, in terms of avoiding uh, I to be fair I don't get food very often at Headingley um, they, they used to do like a chicken bucket thing which were um, alright but no I kind of if I do eat I'll probably eat beforehand somewhere in Headingley but it's not for me yeah definitely
1: there's too many nice places in Headingley itself yeah, to get exactly. food rather than the ground a better quality. Tim, any any certain meal inside the ground do you recommend it's food again?
2: <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I think eating at Wilson's, I think you, you're not going to go far wrong are you, with anything no, out, there, out of there, bad. Um, So that, probably it. something from that. I think it depends on it because if you've come straight to ground from work, mm. then it doesn't, you don't really think about Quality does he He's just a bit hungry? So, you, 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 yeah, I think we're all for Wilson's in terms of the other up the opposite. Probably the it's gonna sound awful to the poor, poor people that sell them. Probably the burgers. <laughs> any, <laughs> I think any burger at a, a sports place is a little bit questionable. Um, yeah. you know, nickname them dirt burgers, don't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think probably just because uh, the chickens are that but it's just very expensive for what it is. So, I think. I think probably the last thing i go for will be one of those. Just just because you don't know, do you? You're relying on a lot of things for, to not get yeah. food poisoning there.
1: Eating headingly itself, there's, there's far too much to go out there. Yeah. to. to yeah, be, yeah. If you've got time, like Tim says, if you don't have time, then just <laughs> get a Wilson's pie. <laughs> yeah. The next question is from uh, Brian at Six Again. And he asks, he's got two questions actually. The first question is Rhino's related. Do you think that on-field issues might be due to some clicks in the squad and them not getting along with JJB we kind of touched on this about the clicks and Lolly touched on it as well about possibility of some players not being happy with how other players are performing but I think if that's the case then you need to get over it because it's a team game and we're in an absolute we're in dire straits at the moment, the only way is up and if that is the case, then I think they need to thrash it out together. Kind of, you know, a big team meeting and say, right, what's wrong? Who's upset with who? Who's not passing to who are you not happy with? And, and, and get in a room together and thrash it all out like a team and, uh, and get over it. How, how do you guys see it?
0: Yeah, spot on. Yeah. 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 Mm. I think it's on those. If, um, Got if there is a fish try, we, and yeah.
1: You, you
0: need, this Come is why we need a coach. If you, if you get a decent head coach, they should get it sorted out. If there's any divisions, mm. it's their duty to sort it out. And um it, it wouldn't surprise me if there were divisions at the minute. Mm. I, I wonder if it's a case of
2: so when we when we signed Bentley, Caesar Austin, um, you know, there were a lot of the reaction were good, wasn't it? Mainly it was it was our great signs, Bentley, one of the best forwards in the comp. Um Caesar done good, good things at Uddersfield. Lost in a bit of a maverick. weren't quite sure. Some people thought uh, one new deal. It doesn't suggest that he's around for long. But you just wonder if because I'm putting for sewer in there as well. The lads that were there last year, if they're not seeing these heralded signings as ripping up trees in either training or in games, that they're not. It's all. Is it? Is it just? Is it just these? They need to earn the respect of not on name alone, but they've seen them come in and, and as things have got tougher. Over the last few weeks, where we've looked poor,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they they would have expected rather than expect, you know, like senior seasons and one or two others to shirk it. They would have expected them to actually grab the group together and say, "Come on, boys, we're better than this." But they haven't seen it, and is it is it just them and, and us from this squad of last year and the new ones that haven't they haven't quite earned the right to be mm-hmm. to, to to have that respect? I don't know. Um, unless it's unless it's something on the coaching side but if that's the case you would have thought Gary Head would have known that somehow mm. and why then I suppose there's not really much option if you've got a game the, the, the week the coach resigns but is there is there something with a Longie or somebody like that who rubs folk up wrong way? I don't know um, but Longie longy's not got a, even last year when we were a bit more competitive and we did we had a Decent stab at the at the semis, didn't we? Even then, the attack was very clunky at times, and I know there were a lot of turnover of players and injuries and nothing over. But yeah. I'm not entirely sure Longy has uh, covered himself in in the best of light. So there's definitely something. Whether that's the new group who haven't proved themselves to to be to be worth sort of the other lads have looked at it, that were there last year and thought, well, oh, all this big noise about you coming in on all this money and and players do talk, don't they? let's be honest. It's all like us, it were, um, yeah. you know, so and so getting parachuted in, our marquee money and stuff like that. And you know, here he is. He, 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 we're down in the hole, and what he does is, you know, he's, he's not he's not leading us forward. He's not carrying us. I, I just wonder if it's some of that. Needs stamping out, though. You're both right. It does. It needs somebody to get on with it and say, "Look, doesn't mm-hmm. matter." We're, it it might just, you know, we've been quite negative tonight, and understandably so, given the terrible performance yesterday. But it could just be simple as it takes one big hit by somebody or one great team try to lift everybody and go, do you know what, actually? It, I might be I might fantasising, I don't know. But sometimes it does only take something, a small thing in a game, a 40-20. Yeah. Or, you know, a, a, a big if hit by somebody. First yeah. two or three minutes, if suddenly yeah. you're confident, the passes that go into the floor at minutes stick, the tackles get made. Your mate covers that bit harder on your inside if you get beaten because you yeah, you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're more confident. So it could be it could be that. Wait, so so um, because you know I, I do think there's a there's a there's a squad there careful, firm, and we've we've all said that tonight. Haven't we?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the second question from six again from Brian at six again is, it's one of the most important questions I've ever had on this podcast. To be honest, what's your favorite Easter egg? I think. I'm a massive fan of well, Maltesers. So mine would have to be a, a Maltesers Easter egg. What's your favourite Easter egg, Tim?
2: Yeah. Do you know what i want to say that? Really? To say, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of Maltesers. Mm, uh, definitely I think I think I'd have to I think I'd have to side with that.
0: Yeah. Molly. I'm gonna shock you. I don't really have a favourite Easter egg because it's only it last about five, six years that I actually started liking <laughs> chocolate. So I've never. I don't really. I can't answer that. I don't really know. Um, do Snickers make one? I don't know. Probably do. To all yeah, yeah. I'll <coughs> go with that. But I, I don't really eat chocolate very much, so. I, I, I Altizon Snickers. It is.
1: The next question is from Adam. He's a regular on our podcast now. He's one of our newbies It's another food question. What is everyone hungry? <laughs> Every time I ask the questions, is everyone.
2: Hungry? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm
1: starving now. And Adam asks, if you had to choose between chips and curry sauce or chips and gravy, which one would you pick? Chips and gravy, without a shadow of a doubt, simply because. It's When it comes to curry sauce on chips, I think it's easier to get it wrong, whereas mm-hmm. we grave it nine out of ten times. As long as it's not runny, it tends to be all right. Tim, chips and curry sauce? or grave, gravy, think,
2: because like you say, it could, be the, it could be the perfect curry sauce for the chips, or it could mm-hmm. be not the, t- not the sort you're wanting. Mm-hmm. So with gravy, you know exactly what it's going to be, and, that, mm-hmm. and that, there's less risk.
1: <laughs> Let's risk. Remove oh, the
0: I risk. Nice,
1: I like a risk, a risk factor. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine Tim the there. No, what not curry sauce. Love too much risk.
0: He's a bit too lumpy. Molly, <laughs> um, uh, probably curry sauce, but I'd much I'd rather go with cheesy chips.
1: There we go. Cheesy chips.
0: Oh, yeah, game changer.
2: There you go. Game changer there. No one so, mentioned it in question, was it? No, no, no that
0: spider in the works. No, there. very very, <laughs> small, very small.
1: <laughs> And then the last question, and I'd like to thank you both for coming on. It's absolutely flown by. Um, it's been a brilliant podcast in terms of the content. Like Tim said, it's been negative, but it's des- deserved because the rhinos are rubbish. Sometimes they're hopefully you can both come back and we'll have. After a win, or a couple of wins, and we can all be happy and talking about how we're going to win the league and England are going to win the World Cup, et cetera, et cetera. But the last question is from Ben, and he has asked us: "Hi guys, what is your favourite film?" And I, it it's like it, it can change, can't it? Like mm. you know, it depends on what you've watched for. You know, if you, you might have watched the most recent one that you've watched tends to be. Your favorite? Oh, that's how it tends to work for me. But my favorite, f- I've got, I've got loads anyway. But my current favorite is probably The Exorcist. I think it's like the perfect horror. I'm quite big on my classic horror. Tim, what's your favorite film? I don't,
2: I'm, I don't watch a lot of films now. In terms of the newer stuff, I will go to the cinema. I've just chose a film I think, from 1974. Yeah, I think. Seventy six. I think. I think yeah. Oh, I, I think it. I'd probably have to say Train Spotting. Oh, good film. Yeah, wow. Because, because the whole package, I think the 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 film itself's got funny. The book movie, as well. Not funny the book, but the soundtrack and uh, everything about it. It's a toss up between that and Reservoir Dogs for the same reason that it's, oh, t- it's t- uh, same year. It's let it, let it uh, not, Quite. not be far off each other, will they? but I think Reservoir Dogs again. It's uh, there's a bit of humour in there. There's obviously the violence, and then there's the pretty good soundtrack with it as well. So I think
0: I think I'd have to go for one of them. too. if I was yeah. to pick, Lolly. Um, oh no! Uh, right, a uh, good a film called Goodbye Lenin, which is a German comedy, uh, which is very funny. I know it sounds. Did <laughs> <me. laughs> not expect uh, that. Um, you've n- you've niched us here. I don't I don't know, yeah, you've um kn- it's, it's got
2: it's, all
1: commode on us. I know that's <laughs> it.
2: Cultural. <laughs> It's, yeah, uh,
1: it is a bloody culture <laughs> finally on the lot pod. <laughs>
0: um, it was even that I was going to say Mean Girls, and hilariously funny, even though it's the most random film ever. But no, um, goodbye. I Lame. do love Mean Girls. Yeah, i not trying to
1: make that happen.
0: I bet <laughs> nobody put that Larry. Nobody, No one. <laughs> would have that. What well, did no you say? No always... Comedy. <laughs> it's a dark German comedy. It's brilliant. It's basically about a. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the synopsis it's around the time that the uh, Berlin Wall falling down but his mum's like communist and he's wanting to be like American and basically um, she sees him on television when the rioting before the wall came down and she she basically has a stroke and she's basically recovers and comes back around um, after the walls come down and so create like East Germany for her even though they are living in the West or, you know a unified germany so mm. he's trying to recreate and he um he's, he's very funny very like quite touching but honestly it's very good if anybody wants to watch it, i think it is out there on like netflix i think or it was last time i looked but it was good you'll you. have to give us the name again goodbye lenin tweet it out tweet 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 i'll send you a picture yeah he's good recommended it's about, for him it's about 15 year old i think roughly
1: there you go that wraps yeah. up the lot pod. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on. I've loved it. No
2: probs. Not a
0: problem. Thank you very much. You're welcome Cheers
1: back any Tim, Laurie, you're one of our regulars. You're always welcome back. Oh, Thanks God. very much. You're, uh, you're welcome back any time. Any time you want to review a game, just send me a DM and we'll, uh, we'll get you scheduled in. No
2: worries, mate. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Not thank you. Problem, thank you yeah. both. Cheers, Laurie. Brilliant. Take care, you guys. Speak soon. See you later, chaps. See you, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: So that was it. That was the match review panel for Leeds vs. Castleford from the Challenge Cup 2022. That's the that's the, the Rhino season finished. Um, thank you for listening. I did miss a question. Thanks to Tim and Laurie, by the way, for coming on. Two great guests, as always. If you are interested in coming on the show, as always, just get in touch with me on Twitter, at lot17a, and we'll schedule you in uh, when a game's free, etc. Just get in touch with me. That's the best way to... Um, Appear on the podcast. I did miss a question from Laurie on from the mailbag, which I have to apologise. He's had a question on every mailbag, so I want to keep that theme going because his questions are good. So his first question was: Is it time to ditch the Challenge Cup? We kind of talked very briefly on that on the match review on the on the podcast. Sorry, but I don't think it's time to ditch the Challenge Cup. And other people also asked a question like. Is it time for Super League sides to come in around early? Well, yes, absolutely, 100%. Yes, you just look at the pictures and video and live feed from was it Barrow and well, Whitehaven? Whitehaven have a game as well. God, my memory is so shocking. And Sheffield and Fev, you know, those Championship sides. So Super League sides have to, they have to go into the cup around earlier. I think every man and his dog listening to this now, everyone on Twitter, on social media, everyone that likes Rugby League would agree that it's time to bring the Super League sides in around earlier because those Championship sides and Lower League sides deserve that that kind of opportunity for the giant killing. And then you, you only have to look at how Leeds played on Saturday, like we said in the podcast. You know... They were there for the taking on Saturday. Just like they were in 2019 at Bradford. As I said on the pod, um, on the reviews on it, you look at someone like Fev away. Would, they, would Leeds have had enough about them on Saturday to beat Fev? You'd have to say, that is a real 50-50 that one. I, I reckon they would have beat us. Um, Barrow away... Bradford in twenty nineteen. So one hundred per cent Laurie teams should I think we should keep the cup, sorry. But schedule it so it ends earlier and put super league sides in around earlier to give those lower league sides the opportunity for the big gate the big gate, the big attendance on the day and um the chance of a of a giant killing. I would also add to that like a rule, where super league sides go in around earlier, but they also must be drawn away, because that helps the lower league. Sorry, if they are drawn against a lower league side, that would then give them. They have to play that tie away, so that would give them their kind of day in the sun and their decent gates, and and also the super league sides, like me and my friends were talking prior to the cup being drawn saying how we'd love to go up to the lakes to Barrow or Whitehaven or never been i'm sure there's people listening to this who are of a certain age who've never been to a lot of the lower league grounds to have that day out there for as a super league side i think the incentives there for them fans to go across to these lower league sides and take in that that local town and and that and that stadium because it's new to them because we go to Super League grounds so often, th- there's not a lot that's, or there's not a lot of opportunities to really take in some new grounds in rugby league. Um, it's a bit of a closed shop, so I definitely think that having the Super League side play away to a lower league opposition and an earlier round in the cup to me sounds incredibly appealing, incredibly appealing. So I think that to me would be the best way to kind of revamp the Challenge Cup. Um, that's my thoughts on that. Sorry, I completely forgot on on the actual match review about that question, Laurie. And everyone else's question, it kind of... Yeah, need to get a, a bit of a stronger hold on these questions. Um, and Laurie's second question, he asks, which sport is your guilty pleasure? Well, for me, there's only really two sports, two popular sports, that I don't like. I can't stand F1, and I'll never ever watch it. And I'm not really a fan of golf. Like, I just think that's boring. Um, But other than that, in terms of guilty pleasure, I suppose for me, it would be wrestling. Wrestling. I'm I'm a bit of a fair weather fan of a- AEW wrestling in that I kind of watch certain matches and highlights on YouTube and things like that so that's probably <laughs> my guilty pleasure. I kind of dip into a bit of AEW wrestling. Um but I think I think it I think something like that has to be a guilty pleasure really. Don't it one of those where you like you wouldn't or perhaps you wouldn't particularly mention it to everyone. Whereas I think in other sports, like darts or, I don't know, well tennis, things like that. They're quite well known, aren't they? And are they a guilty pleasure? I suppose it had to be something like wrestling or, oh, I don't know, diving? Something <laughs> really niche? <laughs> Swimming? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love cricket. Absolutely love cricket, I think it's amazing, even test cricket, even the 100, I think cricket across the board is brilliant, I think darts is boring as well, But that's another one, Just I used to be into it, maybe 10, 12 years ago, but then I just remember one Christmas period about 7, 8 years ago, maybe longer, just watching the world championships over Christmas and being like, oh my god this is incredibly boring it just like hit me like a like a brick to the chin just like what am I doing I, I, I've never really had a a realisation like it but just been like oh my god this is so boring so I just kind of went off darts there but I love as I said on the podcast I love boxing so I think it turns to guilty pleasure my opinion would be it'd have to be something like wrestling or something I don't know e-gaming something like that something quite niche but um it's a good question and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, ask it on the next uh, review which is Saints unbelievably uh-huh. Um oh god St. Uh, um Truth Talking Maverick is he is kind of scheduled in to review this one again but he's on holiday I think he's in Italy or somewhere so he says it's like if he can watch the game for a start and if he can kind of get onto the recording, get some internet access somewhere, so he can um, review it. But other than that, we've got Howard returning, and Howard's son is also coming on. So we've definitely got two Leeds fans coming on, poor sods, to review it. That will be the next review. Thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, see you after the what can I call it? The massacre, the massacre of Leeds Rhinos. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, see you on the next podcast.